0: Hello
1: everybody and welcome to Game List, a show where we talk about our game of the year, one month at
0: a time. One month Jake. at a time. Oh, good shit. I like I the was, backup was there. Slow. Yeah. Oh, uh, what do you I was want like to say together? like your
1: backup singer. A show where we you talk know, like about our game it, of the year.
0: 1, one month, month at a at time. time.
1: let's never do that again
0: (laughs) no the delay just really doesn't help us there
1: uh i'm jake jake twitching on all platforms this is colleen colleen underscore on all platforms we're talking about video games and there's a lot of them to talk about this is i feel like a very like front heavy show this time around there's some like there's a couple big pillars of news to talk about we'll talk about Microsoft, Activision, Blizzard finally getting the deal to go through. Jim Ryan leaving, uh, PlayStation Five Slim, that kind of stuff. Hey, 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 but you're,
0: you're you're spoiling the show, bro.
1: It's not spoilers. That that stuff already no, happened. No, it's no, real no, world no, it's, things. But, it, but it's
0: spoilers. <laughs> it's spoilers about. Okay.
1: What? Well, all, who knows what's coming up for news stories? But we're going to talk about a lot of fucking video games that we played because we've been. We're going to talk
0: gaming. about Israel and Ukraine and um. Uh, no. Japan I don't know we're not talking about any of that Uh, (laughs) uh, games spoilers bro wait you know we are gonna you know we are gonna talk about Baghdad
1: I guess you're right seamless transition we are gonna talk about Baghdad (laughs) (laughs) all right Alright this is off the fucking rails already We've been playing Assassin's (laughs) Creed Mirage I have to disclose at the top of the show My code was supplied by Ubisoft I am a hashtag Ubisoft partner these days Shout out to them for hooking it up Um, They've been sponsoring the streams as of late With this and coming up for uh, The Crew Motorsport Just a little Flex slash FTC Based disclosure that is required Of me but Talk to me about your feelings on this game Because you're the Assassin's Creed boy
0: Uh, I am the Assassin's Creed boy, and I. Who calls you that? (laughs) Yes, they call me the AC boy. Um, -hmm. I loved Mirage. I think it was perfect. I, I, the only complaints I have with Mirage are complaints that I have with Assassin's Creed as a whole, and I think this is possibly the best length that an Assassin's Creed game has ever been. Um, it's wonderful.
1: What did it take you to finish the game?
0: I got the platinum in 22 going on 23 hours. Wow.
1: I finished the entire thing at 19 hours and I didn't platinum it, but I beat the game, which is pretty good for me. It's the first time I've beaten Assassin's Creed since origins.
0: Yeah. It's great. Isn't it? I feel
1: like a feat. Yeah.
0: It's, uh, it's, it's like they really like paired it down a little bit. They cut out a lot of the stuff that was in, uh, Valhalla and whatnot. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's just, it's it's like lean. It's like a lean working machine, if you know what I mean. It's yeah. Like, it's it's actually
1: like, it's kind of a messy video game. It is, yeah. It's For like sure. a little rough around the, like, I love it. It's a, yeah. it's like a gamer-ass video game. It is not a game where you're like, you got to tell your friends, like, you got to check out the new Assassin's Creed. Like, it's a technical marvel. Like, it's like. It's like an arguable step back in a lot of ways, but they needed to do that. Like, it's such a weird little video game. I ended up adoring. Um, it's making my game list. We'll get to that in a little while. It's in my yep. top ten now, above a bunch of games that I never thought it would be on top of. Uh, but you want to talk about some like shortcomings that you had with it? Like, I, I feel like combat is yeah, generally can, com- bad.
0: Combat's pretty bad. They have like the one singular move that you can do is just the slash your sword, um, yeah. Which is a, is a notable step back from Valhalla, mm. um. But I I think what I'm really getting at here is like this game is free of bloat. Like everything in this world is intentional, mm-hmm. and the light combat in in this game is is intentional to try to push you towards. Stealth, which I like. That, that's yeah. why I like these games is the stealth aspect that has been uh grossly absent in the past couple entries. Sure, um, I
1: think I think that the stealth stuff for me, I, I'm not really a stealth guy, but it kind of worked for me because it was simple.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's not it's not overcomplicated by too many different mechanics and too many different tools. You have your six tools at at most, and you know how to use them. They're very simple.
1: I, I only ever used two tools and I used the
0: throwing knife and the, the throwing
1: knives. I used pretty often and I had like the stink bombs or whatever, the smoke bombs oh, yeah, uh, that yeah. I used probably seven or eight times throughout the whole thing. I didn't unlock any more tools. Um,
0: um, yeah. Throwing knife was good. The sleep darts great just because it's almost like another throwing knife where you just stick them to sleep and then run up and assassinate them. Oh, cool. Um. Yeah, uh, they have the noisemakers, which you can turn into pretty much little grenades later on. Um, or like incendiary grenades. They've got um, the smoke, which you can use to heal yourself as well. You can upgrade it. Um, I like the upgrade paths of these tools. They weren't like one-dimensional. You could kind of upgrade them to certain ways that would make you more lethal or like um, more uh, non-lethal, I guess if that's yeah the thing.
1: i think when you say upgrade pass to like that's another thing is like your general skill tree is also very oh. pared down that was such an overwhelming it's... thing oh. in the previous games and this one is just very much it's like two or three yeah. it's three trees uh with like uh maybe a dozen skills in each of them less ten, ten 10 skills yes. and maybe yeah by the time you're done you've unlocked most of the stuff that you want i will say that like I was almost like more infatuated with the first half of the skill trees than I was like the second half like I definitely found myself at a point where I was like well I've got seven skill points I might as well get this bullshit that I don't need um just kind of like uninteresting shit it's a a really like again I'm having a hard time like talking about this game because it sounds like everything that I want to say is negative about it because it's like well this isn't as good as that and this is like a little bare bones but it's, it's truly exactly what I needed it to be what I wanted it to be and because of that it feels like such a tight package it's very fulfilling to be able to get through that game and i think uh the one thing that i'm super hot on i guess is the story being very self-contained uh obviously the assassin's creed story over the past like decade has gotten extremely convoluted from where it once started i mean that was like one of the things from the original assassin's creed is that when that game launched we had no idea were you did you play assassin's creed one day in date like it was like 2007 maybe on the xbox 360
0: oh I was I was seven years old. I was not playing an M rated <laughs> game, okay? All right. Cool, cool, cool. All right. So like when the original <laughs> yeah. Assassin's
1: Creed came out, it was mostly like Prince of Persia fans that were playing it, right? It originally sure. developed as it was a Prince originally of Persia game. A Prince
0: of Persia game, yeah.
1: Became its new IP. So I was really hyped off of it. And all of the uh, marketing and stuff just showed it as a game that took place, you know, whenever with Altair and all that stuff. And when you started that game up and it had all the, like, Abstergo stuff and Desmond Miles stuff and this whole, like, current timeline thing, it was a complete surprise. That was not in marketing or talked about beforehand whatsoever. And that has become such a pivotal part of what the story is in the Assassin's Creed games. And that is, for the most part just absent there's a little bit of voiceover in the first 30 seconds of the game and that's
0: it yeah completely and that's awesome absent.
1: and it just I, focuses on a, a story that you can follow start to finish
0: i wish it it wasn't absent though because i really like mm. that stuff um
1: It could have been a nice opportunity for them to pare that down too and to maybe reset a little bit and give us something a little bit easier to follow. But I don't know. For me, I think it probably would have felt alienating if that was in there and because I'm not completely caught up to date and I was able to start this. And I think it's worth saying like the Bossum is a character who exists in Valhalla and this is technically a prequel to that. But because it's a prequel and because it doesn't lean on required knowledge of its sequel, it's able to exist like this, which is really nice. And I will also say that in a spoiler-free way, this game sticks the fucking landing. The final like, 10% of this story is really yeah. well done. Super cool. Uh, cool, like, twists, and it caught me off guard a few times, and I think it hit the emotional beats that it was going for, and I had a really good time, man. Like, I just, like, I love this game. Like, if I was putting a score on it, I would call this game a fucking 9. Uh, I, I just... I just love it. It's a gamer ass video game that doesn't overstay. It's welcome. Knows exactly what it is. And it's a first effort from a new team under Ubisoft's umbrella, which is super exciting too, that they can pull this off.
0: Do you have the team name? I always forget it.
1: No, nah, you're on it. Um, you're on the it. case. Um- because I mean, I'm sure I, uh, it's made up of veterans that have worked in the last three Assassin's Creed games, and of course, there's borrowed assets and animations, and that's the first thing you'll see if you open up TikTok and search Assassin's Creed Mirage. Is like, uh, if you pet the cat, it's the exact same animation from Valhalla. Like, <laughs> it's <laughs>
0: right, uh, Ubisoft Bordeaux, Bordeaux. It's their first, their first, uh, first full game, which this originally—I mean, it started off as a DLC to Valhalla, which you can mm. feel that, like, you can feel the dna which is fine doesn't bother me
1: yeah i guess a little bit i don't feel it that much like the fact that it has a completely different combat system the fact that the stealth works completely differently i think it's impressive that this game started off as a dlc i
0: i think i feel it just because i played about a billion hours of valhalla or at least it Mm. feels like it um but like it's okay because i i like assassin's creed and this is this is like what people wanted. This is what people have been asking for for years now is to go back to a smaller game and just have a, a, like a, a city that you can crawl around in. You know, we haven't had a city like this since Assassin's yeah. Creed Syndicate.
1: So it's fucking been what, dense.
0: eight years? Assassin's Creed Syndicate was 2015, I think.
1: That sounds right.
0: I can't yeah. quite remember. But... I mean,
1: Unity was 2014, so maybe Syndicate was 15 yeah, because they were doing so... yearly at that point.
0: Yeah, and then it took a two-year gap, and then 2017 was Origins. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's just like we haven't had a city like a dense city like this in so long, and it just hit. It's so nice to to weave in and out of corners, to lose guards, to hide behind a corner and grab a guard and pull him as you slit his throat. It's it's just it the was wonderful.
1: really cool assassination um, like animations and moves. I remember one that really got me going was. <laughs> Uh, I was in like one bush and I assassinated this guy and he kind of like auto transitioned to the next bush across the walkway was really slick like it was like he just did it in one fell swoop which was really rad Uh, another thing that they're knocking people for is that like for the vast majority of like takedowns like when you're running fast and you go to get someone it's pretty much always like the big jump in the air hidden blade like
0: I don't care. God damn it!
1: Fucking feels good every time. (laughs) Like it's the 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 best thing in video games, dude. There's nothing like it. It's the fucking best feeling in the world. Of course, we love that shit. Um, Yeah. Red hot, red hot on this game.
0: You know, it has gotten me to re-download Assassin's Creed Unity, and I was playing through some of it the other night. And man, if they remastered Unity, it would be a ten, an easy ten.
1: They got a lot to go back and remaster, and that's something that they do
0: quite pretty a often. Bit. Like,
1: I feel like they've gone and they've touched up, except for one. They haven't touched except one, but one. they've done like the whole Ezio Trilogy 3. 3, Rogue. DLC, Rogue for sure.
0: Um, um, Liberation got its port. In. Oh yeah, that was Liberation the PSP was in game, 3. Right? Yeah, it was a or PSP Vita? game. I think it was P- PSP, yeah. And then it it got ported or remastered alongside Assassin's Creed 3. So if you got 3 remastered, you also got Liberation remastered. Yeah. Um, cool.
1: Uh, one of the things we talked about too was like the years of what these games coming out. And it got me thinking as well that this was the biggest uh, gap development cycle wise that we've ever had for an Assassin's yeah. Creed for this three years.
0: Last time Crazy. we had an Assassin's Creed was 20, a mainline. Uh, was twenty twenty. There's been although there's been tons of DLC for Valhalla. Yeah, that game
1: has been fucking supported with like free and paid DLC, which has been pretty cool. There was like an there was like a weird DLC. They were still putting out Odyssey DLC like last
0: year. Yeah, uh, they did like a crossover. Yeah, yeah. I I, I kind of wish they had taken all of that manpower and dumped it onto a new game. Um, like I really love what. Sony Santa, Santa Monica does is they just put out their game that they're happy with and they move on to the next one. And They
1: fucking go away and yeah. But yeah, and down. it,
0: I love that. I'm I much prefer that over DLC because you guys know how I'm that normally anti DLC.
1: Very much um, not what is happening here. I don't think we're going to get a Mirage Mirage DLC. At least I haven't heard about it. No, I don't. But think there is so. still so much happening in the fucking Assassin's Creed universe. Obviously, we're on the yeah. precipice precipice of like this uh, Assassin's Creed platform that they've been talking about for a while. Yeah. Um, uh, and then I think
0: predictions right now.
1: next month Assassin's is the like Assassin's Creed, Creed VR drops. Yeah. Like the Nexus, Nexus VR thing. Or, yeah. And there's Ru- Jade, which is the
0: it's the mobile one. Yeah, and that one's in, in China,
1: China. Yep. Yep. And then there's Red, which is Japan.
0: Which is Japan. And then there's Hexi, which we don't know much right. about yet. But it's going it to be... like they, Salem
1: Witch Trials, right?
0: Well, either Salem Witch Trials or there were some witch trials in Germany as well. Um, and uh, it's supposed to kind of redefine what Assassin's Creed can be. Which mm. I feel like they say that a lot. But I'm kind of curious how they take a more horror aspect. A more of a horror look on mm. Assassin's Creed. I want yeah, it so bad. It, it'll so be exciting. interesting
1: because it sounds like if Red is starting to start, sort of look like a different type of game, and then Hexy's a departure too. I wonder if we'll be like, geez, just give us another fucking Mirage after all this shit again. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> well, I think I think Red's gonna be more like Valhalla than anything. I think it's gonna yeah. be more of a Valhalla. I mean, I, it's Tsushima got
1: Sushima. Yeah, would be my guess as far as like what it's going to yeah. play like but uh what were you gonna say well, yeah to but side? in
0: terms of like world how big the world is and how long the I game is i oh. think it'll be more valhalla oh. size yeah uh, which it's kind of like ghost of tsushima has destroyed my desire for a japanese assassin's creed because it did everything i wanted it to I gotta do. play that
1: game i've only played it for a couple of hours and i loved what i played of it
0: wow that sucks I Big got gap, right? platinum on that game twice
1: big gap that and like metal gear yeah. are like two that i'm really missing out on right now Metal Gear I might fix, though, in a couple days. Uh, 24th, the collection comes out.
0: Uh, go play Mirage. It's only 50 bucks. It's not a full $70 video game. It's worth your time. True. Uh,
1: what did you... You said you were going to... Some sort of bet. Some sort of wager you had in mind. Oh,
0: oh. How long... Uh, let's, let's, let's make a bet or like a, uh, a prediction on how long Assassin's Creed Infinity will last. Their, their new platform. I think platform. you're
1: going to nail Infinity. I actually think that Infinity is a really good idea. Alright, I'm on board with that. Hear me out. So, I think that there is a market for multiplayer Assassin's Creed, and they've tried it before, and it's been okay. And what they're trying to do here with Assassin's Creed Infinity, to my understanding, this is the way that I interpret it, and I've only kind of heard about it at these, like, couple Ubisoft Assassin's Creed events over the last few years when they've talked about it publicly. But in my head, what Assassin's Creed... What did you call it? What's the name of it? Infinity. Infinity is like a free, persistently updated, shitty kind of Assassin's Creed hub world, where from this hub world you can get things that you like like you'll probably have like a created character assassin that my guess is probably exists in like the real world along with like Desmond and uh, like other characters and you exist in this and it's kind of your portal with things that carry over so when you're getting your Uplay achievements and shit like that or you buy your Altair costume for Mirage that comes with you into Assassin's Creed Red and Assassin's Creed Jade and Assassin's Creed Hexy and things like that so I feel like if you use that to wrap around all this stuff and then you pick a platform and get your Ubisoft ID all synced up with it and then enjoy your individual Assassin's Creed experiences the way that you normally would, but almost via like story based DLC for this one platform, it could work really well. It sounds unique and it sounds like a model that a lot of people could follow and probably do well. Like I could picture Call of Duty doing something like that. They've they've kind of started to do it. Have you played Call of Duty recently?
0: Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about with it. Yeah, it's it's similar it's, kind of It's kind
1: of like its own launcher now. Like the game Call of Duty is just called Call of Duty and from within you get Warzone and Modern Warfare 2 and 3 and
0: That's pretty much what Infinity will be from what I can tell. Is it's going to be yeah. a launcher for games. So there's like a quote that says um I'm not even going to try to say his name, but sure. he's a guy that works at Ubisoft. Um but it said uh, the ideas you'll be able to Buy you or uh, Assassin's Creed games as separate boxed products, but if you install them, the first thing you're gonna see is the Infinity Hub. Mm-hmm. And that's why you'll where you'll launch Red or Hexy. So it's pretty much just gonna be like a launcher on your console, which I hate.
2: Uh, I,
0: I i would rather have Assassin's Creed Hexy, Assassin's Creed Red, Assassin's Creed Mirage, rather than oh. loading into a launcher and then launching a game from there. Just what, what's As the point of this extra barrier? PC gamer,
1: uh, I've gotten past the whole what's the point of this extra barrier to just realize that people love creating fucking ecosystems for people to exist and it gets their that's rocks fair, that's off. Fair. Yeah. Um, and it was funny, like, we were talking about that Call of Duty new platform being, like, it's basically, like, you have to, like, load an entire game to get in there and then choose a game and then load that game from there. It's like they've created the world's heaviest launcher on your yeah. on your computer, yeah. like, as opposed yeah. to, like, Steam that's, like, so lightweight when you run it and shit like that. Like, you can basically always have it open, uh, yeah. that kind of thing. But um, you mentioning... That and me thinking PC got me thinking of like one thing that I wanted to kind of talk about and kind of like a funny shared experience with you and I as well oh. um, <laughs> was that I played this game on PC. So you obviously played on PlayStation Five as you tend to do with like a, I'm assuming a fucking physical copy and shit. And the yeah, code that was supplied uh, to me by Ubisoft was uh, a PC only code. So uh, they were nice enough. Obviously, I took advantage of this. They gave me early access to the game. So a day before it came out, I was able to hop on stream. I had Twitch drops on Twitch.tv/slash twitch Twitchin where you could watch me play the game 24 hours before it came out, which is great. The downside was that I had to play on PC. That was the only code that was available, and I had it through, like, Ubisoft Connect. So... I was terrified because I have not a good computer at this point. I have an okay passable computer. It meets minimum expectations for Assassin's Creed Mirage, but when you figure in streaming and gaming on the PC at the same time, those are two very taxing processes, and it can really lead to disaster. So I was super worried about playing this game on essentially day zero, um, patch-wise and functionality-wise, and I did have to run it on like pretty low quality to get everything working. But for the most part, a very, very smooth experience but I did have to make the game not look as good as it possibly could Uh, and playing off stream to finish it up I think I'd streamed like 10 hours of the game the first like 66% 66% of it I would say two-thirds of the game and then I finished it up off stream so that I could have that like authentic experience so that I could speak to it and like see how it actually looked and how it was like truly meant to be played and I just closed that I was like listen if you guys are playing this on your end you're gonna have a, probably a better end user experience than I'm having right here but you came in and you're like oh Lisa mine's not looking like it runs on PS2 and then I go to your stream and what was the line that you said it was so fucking good
0: uh, I, I jumped into a uh like a pile of of flowers and butterflies flew away from it and i said oh i bet you don't have these butterflies jake
1: (laughs) and i most uh... certainly did not have butterflies in my game and i felt nothing but shame um but the fact that the game uh was able to run on my hardware able to stream able to be dropped down so low but also look so good um i think is a, a technical feat that the fact that the game that doesn't have um you know doesn't have a bunch of fucking technical glitches or issues running is uh, always good in the world of games being shipped unfinished and having huge, huge fucking disasters all the time. So
0: I mean, it it ran perfectly without a hiccup on PS5 and it ran super well on your old crappy PC somehow. Yeah,
1: for sure. GTX 1080 coming through. Yeah, like that happened.
0: I remember when that card was the thing to have when I was in like high school.
1: I know. Um, You know what? It's still like the GTX uh, 1080, what's the fucking Super Edition? It's like QT or something like that. TI T- not QT T- got it, uh, is still like regarded As like one of like the best fucking cards and the one that Stands the test of time and I should have splurged and spend The extra what yeah. 200 150 bucks That time but the GTX yeah. is holding up baby I always say like my, my Basic plan is I do so much streaming And so much PC streaming at this point That when I'm trying very hard to Run this computer into the ground as far as gaming Goes and then I'll just full upgrade And buy a new computer and then use mm-hmm. This as a streaming dedicated computer and Run the new computer HDMI wise into that computer so that I can not tax that processor and graphics card to stream and then uh do the whole double yeah, keyboard fair. thing. Yeah, I think it's the way yeah. to go. We're not slowing yeah. down, baby. Uh, speaking Assassin's of not screen. slowing down, <laughs> i playing Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, I fucked up the transition. Hold on. If you're watching the uh... video version, don't worry. We're on it. We're on it. Uh, I've been playing Sonic Superstars, man, and I've been loving it. Uh, This is the very timely one. We're recording this right now on October 18th, and it is now uh, one day after the game came out, and I'm about four, maybe six hours into the game, and I am honestly over the fucking moon. Sonic Superstars is really, really good. Um, It's getting like sevens around the board, which I feel like is a little low. Um, It's feeling like an eight, eight point five, maybe even a nine to me. This is a really old school, old fashioned Sonic game with just a very nice coat of paint. Now, it's tough because I think a lot of people are comparing it to Mania, which is overall a better video game. But this has a lot going on that makes it feel uh, very modern. And the thing that I've been blown away about, and I feel like I want to have a different through line here than what a lot of people have for this game right now, because a lot of people are just comparing it to Mania and talking about the multiplayer and talking about the power-ups and stuff like that. But for me, what's really sealing the deal for me and what's making this a special Sonic game to me is the level design and the platforming mechanics in this video game so I'll go over like the brass tacks obviously this is the first like Sonic game where you can play maybe not the first but the first 2D Sonic game in a very long time where you can play multiplayer four characters each of the four characters Knuckles, Tails Amy and of course Sonic play slightly differently and you share a screen together and I can't imagine it's that good of an experience because this game does move very quickly it's a fucking Sonic game so if you have trouble playing four players on Mario imagine how nightmare it's going to be when Sonic is fucking hauling ass to the right and Amy's slacking behind on the left. It can be a whole goddamn situation. Um, but that all being said, 2D side-scrolling Sonic game controls very traditionally. There's no homing attack or anything like that. It is very much um, in the vein, mostly, like if you have to compare this to a single game, Sonic Superstars is the most similar to Sonic uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 3 for the Genesis. Sonic 3 and Knuckles, maybe. Um, what's cool to me about this game is Is that, and I'm not exaggerating, I'm a hyperbolic person, I know, but I'm not exaggerating here at all when I say that every single level introduces new obstacles, mechanics, and enemies and bosses that I've never seen before in a Sonic game and I've never seen before in this game. It is staggering the amount of gameplay variety that they've put in and I don't mean like oh in this one he's riding a cart or in this one he is you know uh, flying through the air or anything like extravagant like that it's more in the design of how you accomplish your task of what is essentially just going left to right it's a side-scroller baby we love this but there's just always something new and exciting, whether that's like an underwater jet stream or you're bouncing off of these like uh, missile silos or you're on this kind of like uh, pressure activated uh, roller coaster type of thing. Last night I played a level, the most challenging level that I've played so far that I ha- thought had a very, very cool mechanic. You were in this like futuristic kind of uh I don't know, like city slash factory type of situation. And in the background, there was a giant Eggman drone that was rigged up with explosives. And th- when you start the level, it has like a meter and the meter starts to fill. And I'm like, what the fuck is this meter? And what the fuck are these buttons? I didn't understand. So I started like, I hit the buttons and then I try to progress and figure out where I was going in the level. And eventually the meter got up to red and the thing fucking self-destructed and I died. And I realized that the buttons in the level had to be touched and every time you touched it it reset that meter back down to zero so it had this really cool like touch and go of like you can go and do your platforming and try to progress but if you don't do it fast enough you need to backtrack to that last button and reset that Eggman thing or it's gonna blow just really cool unique things like that which are really special to have um,
0: I feel like um Sonic is in it's like resurgence phase right? Yeah. And ever since uh I guess it's since the movies came out Sonic's been getting better and better,
1: right? I think that's a good milestone, in fact, to give it. Like, it kind of had um, a hiatus after, like, Sonic Forces came out in, like, 2018. Yeah. And it was kind of on the heels of, like, Sonic Mania in 2017, which was good. And then Forces was a step back, and it was, like, a three-hour fucking video game that had a bunch of problems. And uh, did the whole 3D and 2D combination thing. It just wasn't that good. And they kind of took their time between that game and then focused on the movies they're working on the knuckles tv show and they put out frontiers which is a great 3d sonic game they put out superstars which is a great 2d sonic game
0: did you is that netflix show out yet
1: i think it's a paramount plus show oh and uh it is not i think it was supposed to have like i think it quietly got delayed i'm pretty sure that game uh that movie was Jesus fucking Christ that show that program was supposed to be out at the end of this year and I think that they've recently put out there was a leaked document the other day, which we don't know if it's true or not, but let me walk you through the highlights. Um, Sonic Superstars DLC, Sonic and Knuckles TV show in early 2024, followed by the Sonic Superstars DLC in early 2024, then new Sonic video game in 2024. No further details. Just new another new Sonic game, presumably probably no, October November again. I don't know if this will this will probably presumably would be whatever the Frontiers team is working on. So probably three D, and then uh also the Sonic three movie in twenty twenty four. So take that um, with a grain of salt, if you will. But
0: so like something to me you have reminded me of mm-hmm. um, that I forgot to tell you to add to the lineup today is I went and to a Comic Con and met. Sly Cooper's original like oh, yeah. character artist. Yeah. What's his name? Dev Madden. Um, mm-hmm. he made like the 20th anniversary poster. I'm not sure if you're Oh yeah, yeah. We we'll showed that, show that but... on the
1: stream for a while, yeah.
0: Yeah, so uh I just went to a Comic Con with some of my friends because they wanted to go out and it was like one of them's birthday. And I was just walking down and I looked at the exhibitors beforehand and there was nothing there that I was interested in. And uh I was just walking down like one of the one of the halls, and I saw the the Cy Cooper 20th anniversary poster, and I'm like, oh my gosh, somebody's just selling dupes of the Cy Cooper 20th anniversary poster. And I went, I was like pointing at it, and then the guy standing there is like, oh yeah, I'm Dev Madden, I made that, and I said, hold on a minute, you're Dev Madden, because I'm like. Dev Madden made Cy Cooper. He's he's the original like creator of Psy Cooper. So I had like a freak out moment and uh talked with him for a while about Cy Cooper stuff. Um, oh, no. so I have I know I'm getting off topic here of Sonic, but um It's on top of It's
1: in- a three D platformer, baby.
0: Yeah, three D blue platformer. Loop it in. I uh so blue. I have the inside scoop about a Cy Cooper remaster. Okay.
1: Drop it. The exclusives. He, game, this is a game list exclusive. This is
0: literally a game list exclusive. World so I talked premiere, to them and I said, I I said like, um, what about a remaster? Like I've been begging for a remaster for years, and he said he's chatted with people at Sucker Punch recently, mm. and they want to do it. They want to do a remaster or a sequel or a remake. Like they want to put out more Sly. But the higher-ups at Sony aren't greenlighting it because it's not going to make enough money, pretty much. It's not going to be a you Ghost ready? of Tsushima.
1: We're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves, but I'm going to tell you this. This is how it's going to happen. This is how you get it sly. Change. This is It's going to change, and this is why. Mario resurgence is upon us the TV show the movies exploding Mario wonder rave review scores more on that next month on game list Sonic superstars movie franchise new games 2d 3d all fucking slapping you know who's gonna notice not Sony Sony's got their head up their butts right now Microsoft Microsoft
2: Microsoft
1: they have Rare, they just acquired Activision, I- they now have control of Spyro, they have Crash Bandicoot, they have Banjo-Kazooie. There's going to be a 3D platformer resurgence in the near future. And at that point, once you have all of these pillars start to form themselves, it'll history will repeat itself. You'll have Mario, you'll have Sonic, you'll have Banjo, you'll have Crash, you'll have Spyro, and they'll all hit, they'll all sell, they'll make it fucking happen, and then, what's going to happen? history repeats itself once again we're gonna get more fucking ratchet we're gonna get more sly we're gonna get the re-fucking surgence of jack it's all happening here baby well
0: you, I um I also think it's uh interesting I talked to him before uh Jim Ryan had left playstation and he's like the oh. higher ups at playstation only want to do like live service stuff and like they want to make stuff that has the big money um and he's like he's talked to them He he's like I'm on board if they if they want me, I'm there for it. I'll be there for Sly. Um, and I, like he wants it to happen and they want it to happen. They're just waiting for the green light. Um, so I, I, I talked to him um, about like the Sly movie that was supposed to happen a long time ago.
2: Yeah. He,
1: he actually. Yeah, he worked
0: on yeah. So he, he told me the inside scoop about that of how he worked on it. Um, and he was doing character design for it um and it just got caught up in like uh no, it was going to be a TV sh- it was going to yeah it was going to be a movie and then they passed that off to a TV show and then they canceled the TV show because the ratchet and clink movie did bad
1: yeah um, it, that's right and
0: then it got canned um yep. but it's just like it was super cool i got a poster i got actually two posters from him he signed them both and uh uh got some cool free stuff from him but it was awesome. It was like meeting a hero of like I mean Sly Cooper. Yeah. I talk about Sly Cooper like every podcast. Yeah, you're the
1: fucking Sly guy. People know
0: I'm the sl- uh, yeah. Game yeah, fans I mean, are going was... bonkers for you right now. It was so cool. It was super cool. <laughs> but um, that's my Sly excursion in the Sonic chat.
1: Oh yeah, fucking dope. I don't know if I have much more to say about Sonic Superstar other than I'm red fucking hot on it right now. I have a feeling. My my guess is that this game will be overshadowed. Probably by Mario Wonder. Mario Wonder seems like it's proving to be like an all-timer 2D Mario game. And I'm w- not positive where I would put this. Like I like this more than Sonic the Hedgehog 1. I like this more than all of the like efforts. Like it's like probably like, I don't know, like Sonic 3, Sonic 2, Sonic Mania, Sonic Generation, Sonic Superstars. Like it, it's up there. It's good. It's very good. It's even very good. Um, but I'm really having a good time. And I'm I'm only probably halfway through the game streaming the whole thing, I'm trying to get through it tonight and tomorrow so that Friday I'm ready to rip on Mario and uh, Spider-Man. but as of right now, I would slot this onto my game list, and I think I want it to be there at the end of the year. my guess, probably in slot 10 or nine or eight, but um on there, nonetheless, you know, which yeah. I think is important. Uh, at the same time, Sonic has disappointed me recently. There was something that transpired that wasn't that great. It was this um, Sonic Frontiers Horizon DLC um, that really was disappointing. So they've talked about this for a while. It was Sonic Frontiers, the final horizon, and it was an update that was supposed to introduce playable tales. Knuckles and Amy similar to what they just did with superstars but for the 3d Sonic Frontiers game and it's a free update which is nice beggars can't be choosers when it comes to free shit now you hop into this DLC and they made they made right on it you can play as these characters god damn each one plays worse than the next they do feel very fucking tacked on it was a it was a tough sell Playing as Knuckles in particular, his gliding feels very off. The way that you control it is almost like fucking tank controls in the air. It just, it just doesn't work very well. Um, Amy has a nice hover. Tails' is fly has a delay on it when you start to go. But for the most part, it does add some cool stuff in the overworld uh, that are very, very fun to enjoy. The thing about this DLC and where I feel like they dropped the ball on this DLC is essentially you start the game and you play as Amy. You play as Amy, you complete uh, a couple trials in the open world, which are very fun. You're going through, you're doing some light platforming, nothing too challenging. You're just getting to know these characters. You then do that with Knuckles, you then do that with Tails. But then it puts you back into Sonic's shoes. And essentially what they've done is they've decided to make this DLC that came out uh, 11 months after a game that I haven't played for 11 months, right? Like... Sonic Frontiers is a single player platforming video game. This isn't a game that you're picking up every couple of weeks to be like I need to play a little more Sonic Frontiers. This is a game that you play and then put down and you don't play again for another few years. What they've decided to do is that they've made this DLC a final chapter in that it is very much like a extension of the regular game so that it's the hardest content available. So You basically have to start the game from a previous save and then extend your game. Instead of going for the true ending, you go for the DLC content and you get in there. And by the time you get to the Sonic stuff, after you've met these new characters, it puts you immediately in to the most challenging and frustrating fucking platforming that I have done in a 3D Sonic game in a really, really long time. And Sonic Frontiers controlled pretty well and wasn't a problem, but they just went and made this game no so impossibly hard, and listen, I get it. I'm not great at video games. I'm not the pro Sonic player, but this is not just me having this opinion. This is a pretty wide opinion that some of this stuff is just too challenging for how janky the game is and how it controls. And it feels hard for the sake of being hard to the point of, I was so excited for this. We streamed it for about three hours. And I did not go back to it. I had one point where I was just trying to climb this tower, which is kind of like you're going on a, a, a route around, kind of like a reversed uh, cyclone up. On these different paths, and trying to make these combos, and grind these rails, and touch these balloons, that'll boost you in the air, and you have to get everything so fucking perfect, and if you fall, you fall all the way to the ground, and we retried really this mission so many fucking times, it was just a pain in the dick to play, and it it's just, not fun. Really, really disappointing
0: for some Sonic's of them because they're really special. Sonic's bro. Sonic's always been so bad. Sonic's I... not
1: so bad, actually. It's actually pretty fucking sweet. Um, But it, it just feels like a little bit miss. It, it It's a miss in the direction of the DLC. I wish that they would have just made it like a complete side story that sort of reset you. And they said, here's a nice way to ease your way back into Sonic Frontiers. A little side story to enjoy. Instead, it seems like they made it for the hardcore Sonic Frontiers fan, which is just not a person that exists all that often out there like (laughs) those people are few and far between um i guess like maybe maybe this will be really fun four or five years from now where i'm like i want to play sonic frontiers again and i go start to finish and i've had 20 hours of sonic frontiers gameplay under my belt very recently when i access this dlc so i'm fluent with the controls and i've been doing this and i have a feel for it because you lose that muscle memory and that timing after a while especially with a Platforming game that requires precision like that. So, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe in the future they'll get it right. But I would say that my thoughts on Sonic Frontiers as a whole remain the same despite this DLC. It seems like their head is in the right place. And if they are using this and the team is indeed working on a Sonic Frontiers sequel that has playables, Knuckle, Tails, and Amy, let's get that jankiness out of the way here. Let's get the feedback from the community. Let's apply that to this next game so that if you do indeed shoot for the fucking stars again. Mm, maybe you land on the moon. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We can we can pray. But either way, uh, a little bit of a hiccup in what's been a very successful few years of Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, what do I have next? Uh, I have no fucking transition for this. But I hopped in and played the Call of Duty Modern Warfare Three. You know beta. what? It
0: hasn't been a successful couple of years. <laughs> Call of Duty. yeah. yeah you kind of nailed always.
1: it, man. This is such a conundrum. What do you know about Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3?
0: It's the definition of reduce, reuse, recycle. Um, Mm -hmm. And it said, hey, we're going to make a DLC. Oh, nope, nope, nope. We're going to make a standalone game that is DLC. That is just going to... It's funny. I'm making fun of it for the same thing that uh, Mirage did. Um, It's true. Yeah,
1: it did take a page from Mirage.
0: But at least Mirage is like an original map and original characters. This is literally just pulling all the modern War- OG Modern Warfare 2 maps and saying, here you go. Hope you enjoy. The,
1: the, big, the big difference in this is the mentality of making the change, whereas Mirage's idea was, let's take extra time to make this DLC a full package, and they extended it by literal years, as opposed to this, who said, we don't have time. Let's bundle this into a $70 package and make it worth it for our consumers. And I think what it boils down to is that that works really well for some things and causes me great concern for other things. So here's my takeaways from the Call of Duty Modern Warfare beta. And so this is gathered from the court of public opinion because I'm not too fluent in what Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, current Modern Warfare 2, is like. I've played some Warzone, but I haven't spent much time in that game. I'm going to sneeze, talk about Modern Warfare 2.
0: Um... (laughs) Modern Warfare 2, I haven't played it since like last November. I think I spent like maybe 30, 40 hours in it, and then I was like, okay, I'm over it. I'm done.
1: Play the single player or the multiplayer?
0: Both.
2: Okay. Any good? Yep.
0: I did the I did a playthrough of the single player uh campaign on YouTube, and then I played uh quite a bit of the multiplayer. Um I think I got like gold on one gun, and I was like, okay, I'm I'm done. This I'm bored.
1: So What's interesting about modern warfare 3 is that originally it was going to be modern warfare 2 dlc it was gonna be based around classic modern warfare 2 so their plan was for the latest modern warfare 2 let's bring all of the classic maps from call of duty modern warfare 2 the original which came out in like what 2007 or 8 or 9 or 14 or Mm -hmm. something like that
0: seven (laughs) and i think
1: that stays the same in call of duty modern warfare 3 call of duty modern warfare 3's multiplayer is built very heavily on the bones of modern warfare 2 in fact it's Almost identical however there are actual gameplay touches the game does control and feel differently Um, they have changed things to make it feel I believe faster and definitely a little bit more arcadey they've taken steps away from the sim type gameplay and made the whole thing feel a lot tighter a lot cleaner. Um, and it makes me feel like I'm playing those older Call of Duties again, even more so than that reboot of Modern Warfare did a few years back for the first time, which is nice. So the multiplayer is sound, despite not being maybe a full competent package. Where I'm concerned is they're tacking on zombies and a campaign to this game, a game that materialized. And
0: zombies look so bad. Zombies just look so bad.
1: Yeah, it tends to. What does it look like?
0: It's open world zombies. It, it looks like it looks like they dumped zombies into the Warzone map and said, yeah. "Here's your zombies experience." It just looks terrible. It's I gotten so that. far away of what original zombies was like a unique experience with cool Easter eggs and stuff. It's just, yeah. it, it, I think the where egg- the
1: concern comes in is that the multiplayer is probably going to be sound and be some of the best Call of Duty multiplayer that's happened in a while. I'm sure that'll carry over to Warzone as well, but this justifying a seventy dollar experience. In the last year, they've decided to make it that. They've decided to tack on a campaign and zombies and other th- superfluous things to make it worth it. And that's where I think when it comes to review scores, this game might be taking a big hit. Because I have reason to worry about a zombies and a campaign that have had that short of a development cycle on kind of a shotgun well,
0: Did you see the, tra- like the long form playthrough of one of the campaign missions? It was they the nighttime just, mission
1: where they're just existing they're just going in the fucking the gulag. gulag. Yeah, yeah the gulag
0: that was pulled directly out of Warzone, like
1: well that gulag's not in Warzone anymore it's a
2: different gulag uh,
0: yeah i i mean i literally knew every corner that they were turning around because like oh i've been killed on that corner before in Warzone, like yeah. og Warzone. zone like i understand yeah. the gulag is from modern warfare 2 originally but still it's just
1: it'll be interesting it to feels insulting in i get it for sure i think all that said kind of hot on the multiplayer that I played. I put more hours into this oh. beta than I have in any Call of Duty that I've played in the last four or five years.
0: I'm going to buy it. Absolutely. That, I'm yeah. just, that's just the shill that I am. I, oh. I...
1: And a cool thing as well is that so I played this on I'm very much, we've talked about this on a PC boy these days. Like I have a PlayStation <laughs> 5 and an Xbox series or whatever, but I love playing with a keyboard and mouse, especially a first person shooter. So they did a PlayStation exclusive beta weekend so you could get access to it a full week early if you played on PlayStation, and then it opened up for PC and Xbox and other consoles and whatever uh, the weekend after. So in order to play, I was like, well, fuck, I gotta play on PlayStation. I want to get ahead of the game and be able to post this content and post it on YouTube and everything. So I did that and I realized you can plug a keyboard and mouse into your PlayStation 5. So I fucking did that. I streamed it with two keyboards and two mice, and I plugged it into my PS5 and I had a great experience controlling it. I had no idea that, that was a possibility really cool yeah, it's option been,
0: it's it's been an option for a long time but only and it worked really well like the ps5's
1: it. interface as far as getting everything situated and it realizing that i had both a dual sense uh a mouse and a keyboard was pretty cool I, I was i was impressed with the ps5's capabilities there and uh even in the beta their their utilization of it so
0: absolutely what a time psychopath.
1: to be alive yeah i know i'm absolutely like fucking spinning the face of Sony but fans the sacred symbols you, can eat
0: my are dick are you are you a cyber psycho I don't know, Chum. <laughs> I don't know. What maybe choo- I
1: am. Is that is that the right term? Choom,
0: yeah, Chumba. Choom, yeah, yeah, Chum Chumba. your let's mind. Let's talk cyberpunk. I want you to talk cyberpunk first because I feel like maybe I haven't. I was trying to remember what the timeline was for us creating game list and me playing cyberpunk. I think it was a year early. Yeah but
1: yeah you did not We tell me you about, have talked very little about cyberpunk on this show tell
0: me about your cyberpunk because you're late to the game i, I was late in the game. there well, i bought
1: one. cyberpunk for playstation the day that it came out i pre-ordered i remember it you you
0: did an unboxing thing and then you never touched never it never put the
1: disc in, like, in my uh, thing and i actually did go back like maybe like a year and a half ago i did like a little stream where i played like the opening like hour and a half of cyberpunk on consoles when it was like Fixed For the first time or something and I thought it was Cool but I never got into it and again It was one of those things where it was like that game you can't Play in third person I'm stuck playing on a controller Nothing feels right I was like Alright I'm out of here but I've always had it in the back of my Head of like cyberpunk seemed cool I could get Into this and I guess I gotta thank Starfield a little bit for making me Desire uh I don't know immersive game like This what would you call what, what's the comment Star- between- Starfield
0: Starfield made you Want to play an actual good RPG Yeah, I
1: guess so. Yeah, sure. We'll call it that. Um, So I was like, you know what? Phantom Liberty is coming out and they're starting to tote this like 2.0 update. And I was looking at it and it's like 60 bucks. And I was like, at some point they're going to drop this game on fucking Steam on sale to promote Phantom Liberty. And sure enough, they dropped to like 36 bucks. I had seen it for $30 before, but the hype is real.
0: You played this on PC? Yeah, baby. Oh my God. You already own it on PlayStation. You could have gotten the PS5 I traded it in. You traded it in?
1: Yeah, when I oh bought it on gosh. PC a couple of weeks ago.
0: Miserable. It the fucking best Absolutely. decision I've ever
1: made. I played it on PC. I Absolutely. couldn't be hotter on it, so I rebought it. I'm now fucking $106 in the hole on fucking <laughs> whatever the fuck on Cyberpunk, a game that I hadn't even played. And uh, truth be told, I'm not done. I just started Act 3, and I started doing some side missions, and I've fallen off right now um, because I've got yeah, some other games I've, that I've been playing. But I've God been damn.
0: pestering him to finish it.
1: Just, it's gonna have to wait. It's gonna wait until Jake. The act, th- act three
0: is one mission.
1: Okay, but I just, I gotta get back into it. I gotta I gotta immerse. I gotta immerse. Um, okay, that's fair. I had a wonderful time with Cyberpunk. I'm about thirty hours in, and truly one of the best. I, I, it's not gonna make my game list because it's not a this year game. But Cyberpunk 2.0 and the time that I've spent on Cyberpunk this year. Uh, has been immaculate. I am was that a shot to me
0: for putting it on my game list?
1: No, you can put it on. You're playing Phantom Liberty, it's different. You're going to talk at length you about that. You should play I'm not...
0: Phantom Liberty. It is everything good about the base game turned to 10. Like, I it believe is you? it's got to get in
1: line. November's a little light, December's very light. Maybe I find time for it. But that's why I'm letting it linger right now is because I don't want to just hop into Phantom Liberty sight unseen. I'll be able to hop in I'll be able to do a little bit of shenanigans do some side quests, figure some stuff out hang with Judy, my my fucking baby forever
2: and then uh, make it happen
0: There's a uh, there's a new best girl in the expansion
2: No, not better than Judy
0: Better than Judy I threw everything away for this girl Judy's kind of fire. I will say I was always a Pan Am guy um, initially when I played this back in 2020. Yeah. Um, still love Pan Am. Still prefer Pan Am. But Judy ah. grew on me a lot this playthrough. Um, I played as a guy the first time I played. Now I played as female V. Um, just kind of get both sides of the voice acting spectrum, I guess. And they were both great. People people don't give the guy enough credit, honestly. Do they um, give
1: the girl a lot of credit?
0: They give the girl a lot of credit, yeah.
1: Well, she deserves it because she fucking crushes it. I was so sold does, on that female voice actor. There's like a voice line really early on when you're in the car with that old guy, and with
0: uh, Dexter to Sean.
1: No, no, no. Before that, older, oh, older guy.
0: Uh, oh, uh, with like uh, Albert or uh, something like that. I don't remember his name.
1: He's very old. You're leaving the bar for the first time, and he says, the, "Take a ride the with Poppy me or instead."
0: Whatever.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, El Padre, and El Padre. Something like that and you you get stopped by some fucking gangsters and they kind of like hold you up in the car and they get the fucking gun in the window pointed at him and you're just like kind of a passerby and you have like this like dialogue option where the timer's going down you can just say nothing and be passive or just like not do anything or you can say like you know be aggressive or something like that and she delivers this line and she goes one more fucking word and the way that I was like oh. This just decided how I'm playing this game. Like very early on, it's one of the first decisions that you can make. And the way that she delivers that fucking aggressive tone to these assholes, I was like, Oh, that's my V this, this girl takes no, no fucking shenanigans. It was awesome. She's
0: Really good. Um, which I think that, uh, little area there was, uh, street kid. life. Oh yeah, it definitely was. So yeah. Um, Yeah, so I did. I did Street Kid the first time I played. I did Corpo this time, Um, Mm. so it's it's very slightly different uh, intros, but they're still Mm -hmm. nice. Um, So got a lot of Jackie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still a lot of Jackie. Love Jackie. It changes the way that you meet Jackie or the way that you know Jackie, pretty much.
2: Um,
0: pretty much like everything before that. uh, That like montage. You remember the montage?
1: Oh yeah, that montage everything is bu- the sickest thing ever, dude.
0: Yeah, everything before the montage is different, um, in terms of your life path, and then everything after the montage is the same.
1: Can we talk about it for a little bit? Just talk about the montage.
0: I I, I think it's totally fine to spoil anything in the base game of Cyberpunk. It's been out for three years.
1: I don't think I don't feel the same way. I feel like the 2.0 has caused a resurgence in that and that if you're saying that then I start to get terrified as somebody who's only halfway through base game and then you can start spoiling the ending and shit for me. Well,
0: I'm not going to spoil the ending for you. I
1: get but... it. But let's talk about like opening hours are on the table there. Sure.
0: Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. All
1: right. Act 1 is on the table. Act 1. Sure. Cool. All right. Yeah. So everything act through one, act sure. everything through act 2. So
0: everything through couple the house. highlights
1: for me and slightly after it. Um so a couple a couple highlights for me is that montage at the very beginning of you and Jackie existing in Night City is some of the best, like, short form... I don't know if I'd call it character, but world building is what it is. It's world building. And it's fucking phenomenal. It's a clinic in how to do that. Like, it is such a fun montage. It is such a cool montage. There's so much happening. And I felt like... It did such a great job in a short period of time making me feel like, oh, this is my fucking ride or die, homie. Like, like none other. I I yeah. loved Jackie from that moment, which obviously made Jackie's death, which I knew in the back of my head was coming because they showed that in promotional materials so early on. I remember watching yeah, I the so. whole fucking thing with like Dexter and that mission gone wrong and Jackie not making it, which is such a crazy thing to spoil in like one of those like CD Projekt Red things um, yeah. and then the other really dope thing is that obviously act one ends you lose Jackie but you gain Johnny Silverhand and obviously like, I get the Keanu memes and stuff like that he's not that big of a deal to me but goddamn, does he crush it in this role he's good and playing he's as so him
0: he's so good in this game isn't
1: he he's so fucking good I hang yeah. on every fucking word that he says it's unbelievable um, the fucking mission that you play as him in like the Akimura mm-hmm. Tower whatever the fuck it's called yeah, um, uh,
0: uh, Arasaka tower
1: nailed it first try in uh, the gun that he has where you're just fucking blasting headshots like it's got some kind of auto aim on it to really just make you feel like you're yeah. fucking crushing dude like it is can, uh, so sick and it's playing it's playing we... that theme too like it's so badass, dude like they fucking stick the landing on this game every single time that there is like a precipice of action like i'm i'm truly blown away by how much i like cyberpunk like it feels like an all-timer for me like uh, i don't know if it's like a top 10 or anything like that but i would say like if i'm making a, a top 50 of like games i feel like once i finish cyberpunk it's gonna be there which is so crazy because I've been so harsh like I have I've lost a lot of respect for CD Projekt Red and I do not hold them as a company in a very high regard anymore I think that the oh, way that they handled the launch of this game is abysmal and I think I that think... they're still doing a shitty job with like their Witcher patch Uh, their next-gen version is still broken and they've all but no. abandoned it yes I'm no. telling you we argue about this all no. the time you're wrong you're wrong no, it's
0: good it's good
1: go, go look at the fucking reviews um it's completely fucked but no, uh, no,
0: it's
1: not. After after time, they can they can put it together. It seems you know. So I don't know. I would say don't pre-order your fucking CD Project Red games. But goddamn, I'm I'm very impressed with it. I gotta get back to it. I watched the first episode of the anime uh just the other night, and oh, I had yeah. a really fun time with that. And I don't know. I was talking to this girl who was like obsessed with it, and she liked that song that you like too. And that song fucks. Um, what's it called? Stay That's at your house. Oh my god, you have a beautiful singing voice, why didn't you tell us?
2: Because <laughs> you know how much you
0: tell
1: me i Holy shit. Oh, uh, okay. it's such a good song. Uh, it's Yeah, yeah, great. definitely.
0: Yeah.
1: It's good stuff. Oh my god, wait, just real quick. I watched huh. the first season of Dragon Ball Z, my first ever anime, dude. <laughs> I'm
2: you 35
1: love. and I'm watching Dragon Ball Z for the first time. My first anime TV show season ever.
2: I loved it.
0: Um tough i guess Gina's is um, a bad guy but phantom liberty fire okay i don't want to talk <laughs> yeah, about Dragon I have uh, phantom okay. liberty is fire it takes everything good about the base game turns it up to like 11 it adds uh new endings to the base game um Ooh. and you know how many endings pretty- are in the regular base game um kind of four big ones May, okay. And then this one adds kind of like a fifth or sixth ish,
1: like permutations to like existing endings and shit or what?
0: Kind of. There's like four different big endings. And then some of those big endings have different permutations. Okay. Cool. Uh, so there's a lot of different, uh, different things there. Um, also, I just wanted to be noted literally every time I look up the Witcher three wild hunt next gen stuff, it literally just says, the best it's ever been, the best Propaganda. on the market, uh, the best changes. Like uh, I don't know where you guys are getting this information. Propaganda. From. <laughs> um. But anyways, uh, Phantom Liberty's awesome. The premise of this is the president has crashed her Space Force One into Dogtown, which is a uh, certain like uh, district in Night City that you couldn't access previously. Um, oh, interesting and you got to rescue the president, and let me tell you, it doesn't end there. It goes off the wall, bonkers uh and instead of having Keanu Reeves, which Keanu Reeves reprises his role as Johnny Silverhand and does a phenomenal job still um, you have you have Solomon Reed, who's Idris Elba and Idris Elba yeah, that's right oh my goodness, wonderful. He does a wonderful job um and then. The other new character, the best girl, songbird, so me, uh phenomenal. I would give anything for songbird um is it, it is... the name of the
1: villain or whatever in uh Bioshock Infinite
0: Maybe it is, yeah, that's you mentioned it that's songbird on screen, yeah, yeah, hey. songbird's fire, um but it's just such a good game and and because of this, I spent seventy seven hours over the past couple Damn. weeks. weeks. The last time we since the last time we chat, chatted, I've spent seventy seven hours playing this game, platinuming platinuming it, getting a hundred percent in the DLC and uh, and the base game. And I also want to say say, um there is a section in the DLC where the game turns into alien isolation.
2: I've heard
1: of comparisons to Mission Impossible a bunch. It does the have plot Mission Impossible. From New York.
0: Um, yes, it's got that a lot. There's one part of the DLC that turns it into a straight horror game where you are hiding and you cannot fight. And it is terrifying, but it is Crazy. wonderful. It is it is one of the best games ever made. Easily. Oh, shit. Yeah. I love I it. I
1: praise. Um if we talk a little bit more about Base game. I just really want to say that I fucked Judy and I know that that just seems like I'm just like bragging about having sex with a video game girl, which isn't the case because this path that I took to follow this relationship side quest is one of the coolest things I've ever done in a video game. It was super fucking impressive. The amount of stuff that was like optionally tucked away. I've never seen production quality on a side quest quite like what I experienced with that all the way to like the final quest, which is like the like fulfilling the relationship quest where you get the opportunity to like, Yeah, crown this person your fucking significant other in game uh was one of the most like intricately designed like it was this whole like underwater scuba diving mission that was so well put together and like touching and heartwarming too and then the sex scene pretty hot (laughs) like what the fuck (laughs) is
0: happening video games are getting crazy i um (laughs) I did that on stream on YouTube and it's, that, How'd that go? It's, so I was kind of scared to show it. Um, so I hid the video of the game and I just narrated what was happening on the screen. Nice.
1: What words did you use when, uh, V inverted her hand and stuck it downwards towards, uh,
0: um, I don't know. I, I don't remember. It's kind of a blur at this point, but I'm sure if you watch that, it's a great bit. I think it was YouTube.com
1: slash at Colleen underscore K-A-U-L-I-N-E. I'll be checking that out. That sounds fucking hilarious. It's it's uh,
0: it's going to be pretty funny.
1: Um, The other thing that I want to say is I don't know how it all pans out, but Adam Smasher's reveal? <laughs> first of all, Adam Smasher might be the best name ever for a fucking villain. And then also, the first thing that Adam Smasher says, if you don't know who Adam Smasher is, he's a big, uh, mostly machine, but I think he used to be man type of man. Think like juggernaut-sized man uh, who's like all metal and cyborg to the fuck out, and you walk by him while you're doing a brain dance as a different character, and you're playing as like a
0: Evelyn Parker, uh, she's Real a doll? toy. She's called a toy or like a doll. Um, yeah. So it's she's a sex uh, worker.
1: And he says, "Don't you look like a fuckable piece of meat? Are you?" <laughs> Something along yeah. those lines. But Dude, I go, "Oh, okay." Adam
0: Smasher <laughs> is so intimidating. <laughs> yeah, he's a fucking terrifying, yeah, like, man. don't dumb, darn. Yeah. Oh,
1: it's fucking wild. Um. I'm looking up the quote because I think it's pretty good. I think it's pretty. Good. Oh yeah, it's better than I thought. It's you look like a cut of fuckable meat. Are you?
2: <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> fuck up, man. Uh, come to find out, she is.
0: Um, wait, have you? Oh, you have finished. You've seen what happens at the end of that quest line because you've Mm-mm. uh hung out with have Judy. Not... Um, yeah you have
1: what questline the Judy questline or the Adam Smasher questline
0: the Evelyn Parker stuff
1: I do know what happens with that
0: yeah this game really this game really like makes you feel depressed it's like it
1: does do that sometimes yeah but it's a cool world and I feel like a I know it's like alternate reality alternate history like things are already like not playing like it doesn't play out from like this 2023 like things are already different in that world in 2023 but i feel like it's a pretty cool future like as far as like what it could look like
0: i I don't know i think this is probably like the most one of the most realistic takes on what the future will look like in terms of corporations being like the the leader of everything and like people just just uh just cracked out on the side of the street for everywhere sure.
1: there is there's something about cyberpunk and living in night city and playing that game for many hours that does make you want to like explore more like i was inspired by playing this game to like watch blade runner 2040 whatever yes, again absolutely and, like i did like after i stopped playing like the other day i was like fuck i'm not i'm playing this other thing but i really like missed that world so i watched that first episode of the anime and there is just like this super concrete aesthetic obviously cyberpunk yeah. aesthetic that just it is unlike anything else and i just feel like at some points in that game where when you stop and you're like wow look at this fucking game and you look up and you look down and you look across the street and you look at the npcs around you and the cars driving by where it's like this is actually probably the most immersive video game world that i've ever existed in yeah like, most like fully realized detailed world that i could like also
0: can we just say um the carrying capacity in this game perfect you can carry like 40 guns at a time i have like 600 and
1: there's just literal like dump stations like every fucking block where i'm just like like, oh there's one of those things i just fucking throw up all my guns into it and get paid out a ton too it's not like garbage like that's like my main form of income is just like shitty weapons i picked up off of joe Schmo who i just slice in half Oh my god, I use fucking... At first I started using katanas, which I loved. Super fun, dismembering people and shit like that. And then I upgraded to fucking gorilla arms, dude. So I'm over here just, like, literally smashing skulls with my fists. Like, some of the animations are so crazy and so brutal. I just got throw, so I'm taking people and just yeeting them into other people, like the combat is fun. The gunplay is crisp. Like there's just so much to say about this game. We could probably, if I played Phantom Liberty, have a very lengthy discussion about it.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, um, I'm a mantis blade person myself. Mantis um,
1: blade for those at home, uh, are like Baraka, Baraka arms. Oh my God. Barack, you're looking
0: Barack Obama arms.
1: Correct. Yes. Like the president's arms. If you're watching the video version, you can look at, like, the literal face of, like, Colleen being, like, Baraka? Not understanding. B-A-R-A-K-A. Uh, yeah,
0: it's, it's kind of like Baraka arms, but it more tech Baraka tech-y. arms.
1: Fucking blades coming out of your arms.
0: Well, you know, you could say they're like freaking uh, Deadpool in X-Men Origins Wolverine.
1: Those are Baraka arms.
0: No, they already were.
1: Baraka was like 1992. He's Mortal Kombat 2. Baraka Arms. Nobody
0: knows who Baraka is.
1: Everybody knows he's actually one of like the seven icons in Mortal Kombat. The icons in Mortal Kombat. Was our
0: president named after this guy?
1: He was. Yes.
0: Wow. That's big. That's big.
2: Yeah. Agree. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Cyberpunk.
1: Um. All right. While we're talking about actual Game of the Year candidates, let's talk about an actual Game of the Year candidate for 2024. Any fucking foamers? (laughs) Listen, it was a meme. I get it. Foam Stars seems dumb. I am proud to announce Foam Stars is not done. Is not dumb. Foam Stars is special. Foam Stars is really, really good. I love it. I think Foam Stars is going to be. Made. Or just it's going to either become a complete fucking failure because they charge $60 for it. and Nobody buys it because you can't really charge 60 bucks for a game like this or 40 bucks or any money for a game like this. Like I really just hope that they wise up and make this game free to play because if they don't it's going to be so discouraging If this game comes out as a free-to-play game, I really think that it could hit and be a big deal because it plays like this perfect middle ground between um, Splatoon and Fortnite is, I guess, where I would put it. It does some really interesting stuff, and I know what you're thinking. This is just a fucking Splatoon clone, but it is absolutely not. Colin, I begged you to play any of this. Did you play any? I,
0: I don't know how you can say this is absolutely not a Splatoon clone when it looks exactly like Splatoon.
1: So the first thing to note is that your foam does not enter the battlefield on a 2D plane. In Splatoon, you you paint things. In this, you foam things. So you're creating, like, mountains and obstructions in the world, which I think is a really cool element and changes the way that you operate in that game. The other thing to know is that In Foam Stars, depending on the game mode that you're playing, you're not trying at any point to have the most foam, that is not a function of the game whatsoever, it's never a percentage of like who foamed the most, you're spraying foam for tactical advantages, whether that be to make the geometry in the world around you work to your advantage, or to make traversal around the world uh, better for you. In addition to that, most of the games revolve around getting chills, which is what you call kills in a first in a rated T thirteen video game. And the way that you get these chills is very fucking cool to me. You have to foam your opponents, which puts them into like this state of no control, so that they're like susceptible to getting foamed. And then you need to take out your surfboard, which is kind of like uh, your main form of like sprint, essentially. And you need to s- surf into them. At the same time, when you put them into this state, you can get them out of that state if they're your teammate by doing the same thing. So it creates this kind of like give and take, this balance of how you're going to, I don't know, be like offensive or defensive where you can actually be like a tactical advantage to not go for the kill but instead save your buddy so that they pop in and then you can get two kills it creates yeah. some really interesting dynamics with the way that this game is played and it takes a little while to get into and figure it out but i ended up putting like 10 hours into the foam stars beta uh, a couple weeks ago and i have not stopped thinking about it since uh, it had two game modes and each of them were really really interesting one of them and I think you'll be a help here because you can tell me if this mode exists in another game that you've played because I've never really heard of it. Okay. This is the way that the game is played. Is you start, it's a four on four match and you pick your character, which is determines your class, the gun that you have and the powers that you have. And each of your team essentially has like seven lives, if you will. Okay. So you start off in at seven and seven. And as you get an elimination on the other team, their number drops to six, to five, to four, to three, to two, to one. Same thing's happening on your team. Once you hit zero, the next kill that you get, that person respawns as the star player, right? And then the person that eliminates the enemy's star player first wins the game. So what it creates is two very distinct halves to a multiplayer video game, each one that stands on its own and changes the dynamic of how you're playing the game at that time. And I fucking adore this give and take here. So at first it's kind of like a free for-all like you're just like playing the offensive you're sort of racing you're diving into the other team's base so that you can do your best to eliminate them faster so that you can expose their star player but after that depending on how things have transpired if your star player emerges first because you guys have died more than the other team you immediately find yourself in a defensive role where instead of being like a kind of a, like a free-for-all, you're kind of hunkered down, you're protecting that star player and changing the way that you are spread around the map because you don't want to lose the game. So because of that, these two things work together so fucking well and create such a awesome... I don't know, I don't know. Distinct differences is the thing that I keep on coming back to with this, and it makes each game feel so good and so fun and so high stakes. Have you ever heard of a mode like this?
0: No, I, I was thinking... I've heard of like team based lives, but not like the star player aspect. Yeah. Of it. Yeah. I'm, like, I feel I'm like I think I'm Go trying ahead. to think of where I've even seen the team based lives at. Cause it, it sounds familiar.
1: Somebody in chat right. had mentioned that gears of war might've had something that's somewhat similar to this at some point, which okay. like seems right. Like I feel like Gears of war probably has some untraditional multiplayer modes that I haven't explored in my life. So yeah, I felt fair. like a feasible thing. Um, and I feel like I might have seen like half of in half before like obviously team lives shared until somebody is eliminated isn't brand new the other thing that's really cool is in that second half once the star player is emerged it only matters if the star player dies so what that means is that all three other players on the team can die and they have a seven second respawn and they come back it doesn't matter what lives you're at so you can sacrifice yourself and put yourself in front of the bullets in front of the foam and play like offensively if you so desire and come back which is it's just like such a fun dynamic. Dynamic. It created some really spectacular games where some games would last three or four minutes and some would last like 10 or 11 minutes and just unbelievable like plays and everybody I was surprised at how well the streams did and how well the VODs did people were very interested in watching the games because of how unique each one was and it created some really like edge of your seat moment in gameplay and I was surprised at how many people were like it is very easy to come and go in multiplayer streams. When you get into Call of Duty, nobody gives a fuck if you win or lose that game if you're playing multiplayer. You know, Warzone, sure, they do a little bit. But for, like, round-based multiplayer, people were very interested in, like, how many chills I got, how long I could survive if I was the star player, how many times I could eliminate their star player. Just really cool shit, man.
0: Uh, can you... Yeah? Can I make my foam white?
1: Yeah, yeah, you can. It can be very coom colored Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. Um, nice. And there's just a lot going on in this game, man. I'm telling you that there's, it's got a aesthetic that it understands. The other thing is that this game runs so smooth. You're a little frame rate fucking snob. I know this. You would have a good time. This thing is locked in. Despite everything that's happening, it is a lot happening on screen. It is locked in at 60. It is super silky smooth. And when you're in the game, it's good. It had some connection issues. This game is still months and months away from releasing. It's got a loose 2024 release date. And the beta was in September with just two modes. It had a hard time jumping into games a lot. And there were definitely some connection issues. But when the game was running and functioning properly, so unbelievably fun to play. Like... I know that this started out as a meme on my channel and on this and that people are not hot on it but if they market this the right way if it comes out as free to play it can win if it doesn't it will die And I'll play it even though I know it's gonna die because that's just the world that we live in but it could very easily follow suit with like Knockout City and Rumble Arena and what's the fucking one where everyone plays as wrestlers that we love that got shut down I don't
0: know that
1: one too um, um.
0: How much Foam Stars porn do you think is out there so far?
1: Well, I'm happy you asked. There's only... No, I'm <laughs> just kidding. I have no idea. Um, but probably actually, a
0: lot. <laughs> I, it's fit on my six terabyte hard drive right now. All of
1: it. Um... Uh, I am a Soa main and she is a babe, so I don't know. We'll figure it out, I guess but I... I do like, I'll, I'll what, do something some I off, want to say. I'll
0: do some off-pod research, okay? Sam,
1: Sam. Um, <laughs> I hope this doesn't awaken something in me. The Uh-oh. thing about this is that I know that it started off as a meme on my channel and here, but I am not being... I am not joking on that, like... If Foam Stars was its full game, it would probably end up being in, like, my top four or five of my games this year. <laughs> like, I think it'll probably end up on my game list next year. Like, I am red hot on Foam Stars, and I think it's going to well, be a big deal if it's done the right way. I think they could fail, but here's the X Factor 2.
0: Next year's give me looking a fucking, pretty bear, anyways.
1: Give me a fucking Tifa costume. Buy into the Square Enix stuff. Maybe, like, a Cloud fucking Final Fantasy Seven collaboration or something like that alongside Rebirth. Huh. Also, next year's not looking bare. Rebirth comes out next year.
0: That's one game, alright? I'm excited for Rebirth. That's all that's you need. One... Literally, after this year, next year's gonna look so sad. It's just gonna be so boring.
2: Oh I man, it's gonna be fucking sick. Sure. It's gonna be fucking sick. Um, I'm excited for it.
1: You wanna talk about the crew?
0: Um, Yeah. Actually, yeah, I really want to talk about the crew.
1: I know you do. I got to do the same disclosure. Ubisoft provided my code. They gave me the Ultimate Edition of the game and sponsored a stream of mine. Um, but I tell you what, it hasn't taken away from my fucking enjoyment of it. Talk to me. You um, hopped in recently, very recently. Like you've only been playing for a few days, correct?
0: Like two, three days. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm yawning. I just stretch.
1: Ah, no yawning. Now our fucking um, audience is yawning and they're like, I'll just listen oh, to the rest okay. of the game, what's another time?
0: Um I um I hopped in like two, three days ago. Um and I was having okay, so I was having like one of those days where it's just like today sucks and there's really no reason why it sucks, but I just kinda wanna drive a really long way away. And then I was browsing on Twitter and I saw that the Crew Motorfest was on sale like twenty bucks off already. It was like fifty bucks instead of seventy. Um, and they had it at my local Target. Um, so I literally drove to Target at 9 p.m. Said, hey, you got the Crew Motor Fest? And they had one copy left. So I picked it up, came back, installed it, and have been having an absolute blast since then. Oh, there you go. Get a good look at the box art. Yes. um, Dude, this is I'm better telling you. than Forza Horizon.
1: If you listened to last week's, uh, last month's episode, I was really, really hot on this game. And I truly think that it is something fucking spectacular. I know that it obviously steals a lot of its DNA from Horizon but I think it does more than what Horizon offers and it does it in a way that where it comes up short on what Horizon offers it doesn't affect me negatively and the stuff that it does more affects me way more positively where like it's more over the top it feels more arcadey there's way more gameplay variety in that you can use ATVs, you can use motorcycles you can have planes, you can have boats it's literally like any fucking vehicle that you can imagine short of spaceships are in this fucking video game which is such a fun thing to do. The events themselves are cool and the visual aesthetic. I think is the most, uh, the most important thing to write home. Like I love the fact that parts of this game look like it's Need for Speed Underground, and parts of this game look like you're racing classic cars with a sepia tone filter in like the '70s, and then also you're doing F1 races and like uh, stunts in planes. Like it's a wild video game.
0: Yeah, I I'm very pleased with like it feels. Ever so slightly more arcadey than Forza Horizon, mm-hmm. um, but not as arcadey as Need for Speed, which I like. I don't. I don't like how arcadey Need for Speed games are. I fall off. I'll still do Speed Need Before for Speed play. over.
2: Yeah. I um. Like that.
0: And this game has a massive world. It's a lot bigger than I thought it was going to be. Um, yeah. It's beautiful. Of course, this game's totally derivative of Forza Horizon. Absolutely but Mm -hmm. I don't care because it's so fun and you can, it, it feels so good to be driving down the road at 150 miles an hour. And then you just swap over to your plane on the fly and you just take right off. It's super smooth. It it just, it feels amazing. And then if you want to go do some like nighttime, Tokyo drifting, you can go Mm -hmm. play that playlist. If you want to, go race electric cars. They have electric cars in this that you can go race. It's got dirt bikes, which takes me back to my childhood playing MX versus ATV games. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got like, mo- like, uh, like freaking crotch rockets. I don't even know what type of motorcycle you would call those, but A
1: super bike, I guess. Right. Yeah. I
0: guess. Um, but like the really like long scenic superbike bike races um, that, br- that brings back memories of PS2 games that I would play. Mm-hmm. Um, And then, it's also got the functionality that um, Riders Republic had. Riders Republic had the thing on the map where you could see where everyone was. Um, And if you pull up the map in this game, you see cars and planes and boats going around everywhere, which is really cool. Uh, It makes the map and the world feel really active and alive. But it also has, I don't know if you remember, but Riders Republic had like the big 100 people races or whatever. Um, Yeah this game doesn't have hundred people races, but it has 28 people races that you can just queue into at any time. And it's absolute chaos, but it's super fun. It's like, I got like almost last place, but it was so fun to just ram through people and you can do little emotes as you pass people like a crying face. Yeah. And just like insult them. And then it's just going back and forth, passing each other, uh, insulting each other as you go. Um, and then mm, no, you haven't. What?
1: I was going to say, I haven't dug in that far, but I was just going to talk about one of the really early missions. And that was one of the ones that yeah. I watched you stream as well. That really hit home for me was the uh, the, the Hawaiian scenic tour where you raced yeah. a little VW bus around the whole that island. That was great. And was the great. guide div- gives really cool, like, I love the voiceover in that. Like, there's like yeah. a Hawaiian man that kind of tells you about the island, like a hotel that was destroyed in like a hurricane and like uh, the best place to go surf and stuff like that. Like, it's just a really cool like vibe it's playing cool music while you go around it's not like the fastest race you're racing like a shitty car it's quite literally a scenic tour of the island and that plays in this racing game because of how good it looks and how authentic this map feels i don't know how authentic it is i haven't been to maui but it's rad
0: yeah um and then i messaged you last night if you had done the demolition derby yeah which i hadn't the demolition derby is very fun you need to try it out it um you queue in. It's up to thirty-two players, um, and you. It pretty much picks a random spot on the island where there's a big circle, like a battle royale, and you fly in. You just they just put you in a plane and you fly in and you drop wherever you want. Oh, to. cool! That makes sense. Yeah, it's good because you're just a plane, and then you can either dive with your plane or you can just change to a car midair and fall all the way down your car. But your car has health. And there are different bonuses that you can pick up on the ground that give you increased damage, increased shields, it can heal you. And then you have like an ultimate that you can pop and become a monster truck and just tear through people. Um. Demolition Derby, it starts with like 32 people in this world, big open area, and then as time goes, the circle closes, so all the people that are left get pushed to the middle and have to fight it out. It's like a Battle Royale Demolition Derby with power-ups. So fun. I had so much fun. And it's like even if i'm not doing good and i am being hounded down by someone it's so pleasing to try to like weave your way through the tree line and look back and see them hit a tree and then you got you made your great yeah, escape. That
1: was sick i want to play that that sounds very was, appealing to me
0: it was so good there was one time i was going down a hill and there was a ramp at the bottom and then if you hit the ramp you would jump and go over a house so i went down this dude was following right on my tail I hit the ramp and hit my brakes last second. So I fell off the edge of the ramp and he just took off right over the house. And I just was able to go the opposite way and got away from really easily. But it felt like, like a mission impossible movie or something like fast and furious doing car tricks. The, the, the demolition derby or whatever it's called is so fun. I had such a great time playing it. I can't wait to play more tonight.
1: Yeah. I'd hop into that with you as our duos.
0: Yeah. I, I think it's, it's teams of four. Oh, cool. Um, or whatever. So we, we could queue up together and just have a good time. Yeah, we should do that.
1: Yeah, um, it's so fun. In the same vein, I checked out Forza Motorsport. You didn't check this out, did you?
0: I did not. Not interested in it.
1: Um, I did my research. I made my Game Pass subscription worth it for the month of October. You know, I feel like it's important. This is the big reboot. This is the sim racer. This is very much the most realistic that Forza goes. This is essentially Forza Motorsport 8. And it's been a while. They've had two Forza Horizons since the last Forza Motorsport. Uh, This is the Gran Turismo 7 competitor, of course. Um, And this is what you expect. I don't have much to say. I wanted to tack this on to the Motorfest uh, conversation just because I played it for two or three hours. And I had uh, a fun time playing it, enjoying it. But... It just isn't what I'm looking for right now. I will say that it is extremely chill because of the cadence of running around those tracks. There is a lot of, like, when you start a race, you very much, like race a practice version of that track like three or four times and then once you've practiced it they say now you can submit yourself for the race and then you do a race which is even longer than the practice so you're doing every race like every lap of the race like seven or eight times before you progress
0: that sounds like the f1 games so that was what you have to do in the f1 games is you have to practice and then get your lap time to qualify yes and then exactly
1: yep um, which is, but it adds itself, like, I had a good time streaming this just because it was so chill. I was very leaned back in my chair. I was doing a ton of talking to chat. I was able to multitask, taking turns really slow, paying attention to that driving line. I actually had, like, a better time than I thought, especially as I talk about it in retrospect. There is something to it, opposed to the Crew Motorfest, They are, despite both being racing games, very different video games. Really, really good shit, though, um, is the livery system obviously forza is second to none when it comes to like designing their cars so you can go and download anime girls which of course makes your car faster put them on the side and then
0: you know you can do that yeah. in the crew as well
1: yeah of course i have anime girls there yeah. as well but a Forza's thing is so detailed and there's such a community for it already that's installed that i do feel like it uh is better here in forza. i
0: don't know if you know i don't know if you played the crew too i did not no not really um but you can, like, import your cars from the crew too. Yeah, the, the collection,
1: which is super yeah. cool. That, that's such a fucking great quality of life thing. Uh, it looks yeah. like Forza Motorsport is trying to, like, reboot and sort of be a platform going forward. I'm assuming this game gets support for a very long time, whatever that support looks like, but I liked
0: it. I, live I'm not, service, baby.
1: Yeah, live, live service, games as a service. Um, but speaking of Game Pass, I played a little bit of Cocoon. Colin, what do you know about Cocoon?
0: Um, it's a thing that a butterfly is in before it is a butterfly.
1: I, become very, it's like a, I believe the term that you're looking for is caterpillar. Caterpillar.
0: Yeah, I yeah, yeah. It. Caterpillar.
1: Before it's a butterfly. Yeah. Evolution. Can you
0: spell caterpillar? C
1: A T E R P I L L A R? Caterpillar?
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's I do? Caterpillar. Yeah. yeah. I think it's caterpillar. Right. But we say caterpillar. Uh, Hey, you oh, want a caterpillar? Based,
1: based caterpillar? and caterpilled. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> if yes. you're wondering why we're suddenly so fucking spry, if you're watching the video version, you'll notice that we're all wearing different shit. Actually, <laughs> I'm not. I, I, I
0: wait. <laughs> no, I wore the same thing. I thought we were going to uh, pretend like we were recording. If you're watching, all watching the video second.
1: version, you're actually looking at me take my shirt off right now. No, I'm not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm also taking my clothes off. Uh,. Well, now 15. I feel gross. Slash. I wore the same hoodie I wore yesterday because I thought we were going to, like, pretend like we did it in Movie one day. Movie magic, this thing?
1: No, I think yeah, we Yeah, I
0: thought so.
1: It. Oh, okay. Previous obligations. We did a little bit here, a little yeah. bit there.
0: Gameless is one of ten. We're busy people, fun facts, if you didn't know that.
1: I think you're busy enough for the both of us, which is great because yeah, I'm not fair. a very busy
0: person. <laughs> I'm a busy person. Jake just, played, Scheduling just plays Gameless. <laughs> Scheduling Gameless
1: around my naps can be a bit challenging, though.
0: that's true
1: that's true (laughs) so anyway cocoon is built by some of the team behind limbo and inside and it's a 3d isometric view puzzle game and i'm obsessed with this little game i feel like if we were talking about games that maybe you should give a go before game of the year i don't know because i don't think it's actually going to be on my game of the year conversation because i'm I'm not going to put this on my top 10 but it's going to be a really high honorable mention. And I just feel like you should play it. I think that you'd like it and have a good time with it. And it's a very cool video game. You've I, seen I, footage, right?
0: Yeah, I I, I probably would, but I just, I suck at puzzle games. Mm. I, me too. Like, it, it's just like, I, I, I don't want to think while I'm playing a game. I want to turn my brain off and go dumb mode, you know? I guess
1: so. I don't know. For me... This game has very satisfying puzzles. What this game does really well is that from the second that you start this game, there is not a single tutorial. There is not a line of dialogue or um, text on your screen. And I don't even mean that from like a tutorial standpoint either. Like the story is all non-verbal. It all just kind of plays out for you. You spawn in. You have a character that you move around a screen. You walk up to see a fucking orb and you go, I probably press A to touch this orb. You press A and you pick up the orb.
0: You know what other game is like that? Which one? Scorn. Oh, great! Not a word. All visual, like it's all no, penises. No tutorials. Um,
1: <laughs> it's just straight Actually, to the ph- phallic fucking nature of intestines. It came out I guess. on
0: PlayStation finally. I think I might replay it at some point.
1: Oh god, that game is uh, disgusting. A huh? somber I tapestry.
0: All, yeah, I got all the the trophies on. Uh, on xbox
2: really yeah is it your only full gamer score xbox game
0: yeah probably (laughs) yeah I think the only one maybe I think the only other one may be black flag on the xbox
1: it's uh, tinykin tinykin because I bought it I I had it on game pass and I was like I want to 100% this game still one of the only 100% games that I've done
0: Mm, are you going to 100% spider-man
1: from what I'm hearing maybe I heard yeah. it's a real nice platinum to get and my first ever platinum and my favorite platinum that I've ever gotten was the last Insomniac release. It was Ratchet and Clank, Ratchet and my Clank. Yeah. game of the year for 2021. So, I, I don't know, crazy. there's a good yeah, chance. I know, I fucking love that game. I think about it often. Um, and I think I've done a great job of like avoiding it. Mine, I'd like to go back to that.
0: Oh, mine was Returnal that year. Yeah, fair. Fair, fair Sony,
1: Sony 2021. Tim Ryan, Turley. the best. Long live.
0: Yeah. The RIP. Yeah.
1: You do. No, I mean, in, yeah, memori- yeah, in memoriam. Uh <laughs> Ryan. Uh but cocoon, I don't know. There's not too much to say about it. It's a puzzle game that really relies on you figuring things out, trial and error, figuring out what has changed in the world and what everything does, tinkering with things and making mistakes until you find the path forward. And it for that reason, when you succeed. Gives you a real nice sense of accomplishment. Um, I'm, I'm really hot on Cocoon. It's just not my type of game to go this high. I think in the long run, if I was still picking a game, a puzzle game to be on my game list this year, Humanity, I would probably have humanity on there. Yeah. 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 I just liked that game more, I guess. But I played Cocoon. I did a little, like, uh, I call it a quick play where I check out, like, the opening of the game that I've never played before. Um, it's up on my YouTube page. And then I was like, uh, maybe I'll play this or maybe I won't. And I just found myself coming back to it for, like, a half hour, 40 minutes at a time, being like, you know, did I ever try that thing? Like, if I put the orange orb on the pedestal inside the green orb, could I grab that orange orb and bring it there? And then would it look different? It's just a very fucking cool
2: game.
0: You know, I'm I'm looking through our game of the year list right now,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and you put the crew motorsport instead of motor fest.
2: It, what's it called?
0: It's the crew motorsport. It's a motorsport, and it's ports yeah. a motorsport. Yeah,
2: that sounds right.
0: Yeah, we'll
1: fix that when we get there. I can do that on the fly. Movie magic, baby. Sure. <laughs> Listen, it's hard out here. Thanks you. Thank I just, you. I just have
0: to I have to call you out <laughs> on your mistakes to keep you humble. Okay? I, I
1: appreciate that yeah um you dig into some more lies of peace since our last episode we talked about it at length but
0: did i i've played probably two to three more hours um Mm -hmm. not as much as i would like to play it's a really good game i'm really enjoying it but there's just like a bajillion other games that i'm trying to get through um it's really good i plan on continuing it i got to the next boss um and the next boss was kind of difficult um one in like a factory type area but it was good it was it was probably like uh seven attempts on stream and then i got him um like a good challenge that's Um, fair um yeah it was really the final
1: boss in sonic uh superstars which i beat since we last talked yeah all right Um, it took me like 25 tries but it was fair
0: i was i wasn't gonna say anything but you know
1: I don't I have anything gonna... really to add to Lies of P from like a first hand note because I haven't played anything since the demo, which we touched on last time. But
0: I almost feel like you would like this game because you enjoyed I would it like older. this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it was good. Also, also
1: fascinated by this game. And I looked some stuff is... up about this game.
0: I have I'd like not you to finish it. Up. I want to finish it. I hear the endings crazy.
1: Yeah. So I There's looked up like multiple the endings. endings. Yeah. And it does something very cool that I would like you to talk about at some
2: point. I don't yeah.
1: know, I just want, like my game of the year conversations when spoilers are on the table, I would love on that episode to just talk a little bit about Lies of Pea's ending because I think that's really cool. Like,
0: yeah. Yeah, I, I would, know. I think in November I'll have time to finish it. Um, nice. So I'm, because I mean, November's pretty light on games as it is. So it'll definitely yeah, be a we'll great time soon. to wrap up some games for the end of the year. Love it. Yeah. Love that.
1: All right, Liza P. Still working, still chipping away. Yeah. Um, I've been playing this game that I was like, do I talk about this on game list or not? I think I want to talk about it real bad. I've been playing Survivor Castaway Island, which is this dog shit Survivor video game that I don't even really know what to say about it. It's from what's the company that makes it? You, you don't like them.
0: Uh, well, I thought it was Game Mill originally, but I just looked it up. It's called Magic Pockets.
1: Oh, well, that's, that's even worse. I don't even think there's an official know. trailer for this game, so if you're watching the video version, yeah, this there is. Is there's just a launch trailer of my VOD. Oh, I bet that launch trailer is dog shit. Um, but either way, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. However. Goddamn.
0: Watch this launch trailer.
1: This fucking game is something so stupid. Um, it is... A $30 digital game. It's coming out soon for shit. I want to say Switch and all consoles physically. Yeah, I think it's uh, all consoles. For $40. And it is just not good. Oh, it's Microids. Microids is the publisher, mm-hmm. and they make a bunch of really shitty games that are all very similar to that. Um, and this this game is just such a fucking mess and so cursed. But goddamn, am I having fun with it? Like, if there's something about this weird little video game that's just fun. It takes me back to my childhood of playing, like, these old-school, janky-ass video games and not caring about graphics or gameplay and just being like pumped to play something that says like incredible Hulk, because I like the Hulk. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) I like survivor. It's fun to play a game called survivor and mess around with the themes of survivor with people in chat. Uh, it is broken. It is a mess. It makes no sense. It doesn't seem to follow its own rules. Half the time, the gameplay is janky and unfair, but it is creating some of the most magical stream moments that I have ever experienced in my life and um it's been super successful as well because not many people are playing it my playthrough has kind of caught fire i've got a couple thousand views on uh the vods which aren't even edited or anything like that i think it's really fun survivor uh, Island. Tra- i can't the, recommend the it but also check has it out like maybe just an watched
0: ai voice over it kind of
1: oh we didn't have audio those were yeah, a podcast
0: I was, I was i was watching it and it was yeah. yeah. I
1: feel like we had to talk about it. But I've been playing a lot of time there. Uh I'm really proud about this one. I said calling obviously Destiny two minutes and he said No.
0: Yeah, Man. um well I mean it's uh I've been so in raptured. Is that a is that a correct phase <laughs> uh a phrase with other games? I just haven't had much time to play Destiny. Uh the Halloween event is uh happening. It just started this week, so I'm gonna hop in soon and try to grind through it. Um mm. but the the season season of the witch it's still really good um it's been a really good season. I just have not had the time, and I've gotten to the point where I play destiny mainly with one person, one other person, and he's got kids, so it's hard to sometimes find the time for when we both are free uh um, but we all so we both just kind of we hop on probably about straight two weeks about twice each season um so i'm probably gonna hop in by next by next uh episode i'll have finished up the season pass and everything like that but it's a great game no. i still love destiny it, yeah
1: destiny 45 seconds baby i love it we'll take uh it. i I put a kingdom hearts here i guess i don't really need to talk about it but i finished my semi-annual fucking kingdom hearts playthrough and it was just so fucking fun and so good and I just, the game needs a remake terribly. It's not holding up as well as Kingdom Hearts 2, which still is one of the best action RPGs of all time. Kingdom Hearts 1 is such a janky little mess, but it's story beats and musical cues, and overall, I don't know. The game is a fucking 10 out of 10 classic. It just, showing it to somebody new and expecting them to have the same experience that somebody that has nostalgia for it will not be the same. And that's uh, that's a sad fact. So
0: yeah, I played what the first two hours. Mm-hmm. That was our agreement, and I was not uh, enjoying it.
1: I get it? I get it, man. You enjoying that Microsoft acquired Activision Blizzard? It's news uh, time, baby.
0: I, I mean, honestly, I don't even care. They. They have Arcane. That's and Bethesda. That's the only thing I care about. And honestly, I care that? less about Bethesda now. So it's
1: Arcane. Uh, updated Redfall.
0: Yeah, yeah. I heard it's a mediocre update.
1: Yeah, but it's what they said that they were going to do, and they could have just said we're not touching this fucking thing again. And they did do that's something, true. which is nice. Well,
0: I mean, I think I've that's heard... because it's
1: always on Game Pass. It'll be embarrassing if it's just completely fucked.
0: Yeah, I- I've heard that they're gonna continue to work on it. Um, like they, I think Microsoft said they're not going to leave it to uh, yeah to out to I mean, dry. But
1: my favorite hot take that I heard was that one of the things that they updated was they added stealth kills, and it's like imagine shipping a fucking arcane game with no Without stealth, stealth kills. kills. Like it's so wild! It's so wild. Believe...
0: That just hurts me, dude. That's yeah. that's kind of been the the definition of this year for me, though. With like our Bethesda games is. I love Bethesda softworks and I love arcane and they both just put out super lackluster games for me this year.
2: Yeah, I get it. It happens. It happens. Okay.
1: Let's talk about Jim Ryan. It is kind of the biggest story of the month. And I want to hear your take Sony boy. We had a nice conversation Um, about Xbox last time, so I don't want to dwell on Activision Blizzard. Um,
0: yeah, it's the think, fucking
1: story that never ends.
0: I think people hate on Jim Ryan more than they should. Um, yeah. I think Jim Ryan, what well, he's been in this position for, like over a decade. Um, yeah, but he's been but, the
1: face for like five years because they,
0: he's he's been the face for a little while now because Sean Laden left and they just didn't replace Sean Laden.
1: So fucking stupid.
0: But, Yes, that is dumb. They should have replaced him with a, a face. But um I think that kind of so leads this to face. every every issue that PlayStation has had in the past couple of years just blaming it on Jim Ryan. That's what happens um, too. And I think he probably is one of the bigger uh supporters of like the live action push. Um so I I'm 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 thinking that maybe like the he games as
1: a service push.
0: Oh, did I say what did I say?
1: Live action, live action. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Well, p- honestly, probably both. Yeah, live no, service no, though, about, like li- live yeah, action. Would the be service I feel
1: like like a like God of War, like, and
0: well, in like movies, is I guess too. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah.
1: Twisted Metal, um, of course. Or, um, yeah,
0: and yeah, but I, I just think I I think him leaving is, on one hand, not as big as, of a deal as people make it out to be, but also on the other hand, a bigger deal than people are making it out to be. Like he's done a good job with PlayStation the past decade. Like PlayStation's bigger than it's ever been, you know. Sure. And sure. it's it's that way because of business decisions that were made on the management level, right? Yeah. And he did a great job. Um but at the same time, I think PlayStation was is, is starting to head down a route that doesn't um resonate with their consumers. And I think possibly him leaving is at the moment that he did gives PlayStation enough time to realign before things got too bad and caused another PS3 generation.
1: Yeah, I think, I think what's happening here is I think you hit the nail on the head on him sort of being like almost like a rolled head for, Hey, things aren't really like looking great. The public eye of PlayStation at this very moment in time isn't, isn't too good with their trajectory. And yep. I think a lot of that stems from this uh, live service push that they've made. And then the behind the scenes rumblings of what the fuck is happening with the last of us factions, which is sort of like their first step in this. They acquired yep. Bungie and now everything is sort of following that model. It seems like behind the scenes, but I think if it has any sin right now, if Jim Ryan has fucked anything, it's what I've been harping on for the last year and a half. And I know you don't want to hear it, but I think that Sony, Playing their cards too close to their chest and not sharing what the fuck is happening behind the scenes and what people are working on has allowed the public to speculate. And let me tell you, it is a dangerous time to let fucking gamers speculate because if they don't have concrete information, they will latch on to whatever they see fit. And it's usually not a very positive thing. It's whatever the fuck is circulating for rumors. And right now it's not good. They've had many, many opportunities to right the ship. And it just hasn't happened. So I'm hoping that this extra time that they have to sort of reassess, I don't know, makes them, I, I think that still, I mean, you would theorize that we would maybe get another state of play this year or uh, another PlayStation showcase even this year yeah, uh, because possibly. of the last one. And I think now there's probably a slimmer chance of that with this guy stepping down. But I hope that whoever is in charge next sees that we need to, I don't know, say words about his playstation while i sneezed
0: um i i will correct myself he hasn't been ceo for a decade he's been ceo for five years but he mm. has been working at playstation since 1994 That's and crazy. i mean people of course will want to blame him for things they look at him and say you're not a gamer but he's a businessman and he gets the job done and you know yeah. playstation's at where it's at partly because of him um and i think people want to have a face to direct their anger and frustrations at but that's just not how it works in the business world no one person is making all of these calls there's a board of hidden faces that are deciding things and are and are directing playstation um but, I mean, his his leaving could mark a huge change in PlayStation for the better or for the worse. We won't know for probably another decade looking yeah. back.
1: um, I think to finish my thought, basically, where I was going down that road is that I hope that Sony can, as a whole, I don't think this even has much to do with Jim Ryan leaving, uh, is that they can find a middle ground between what they did most recently for their showcase and just not showing much at all for what people are up to and what Xbox does, which is probably over the last couple of years saying too much about what's coming because they needed to, because nobody had any fucking idea and they were in a games drought. But you know, when we were looking at like Elder Scrolls six fucking title reveals and goddamn, you know, avowed and fable all just like yeah. way too early based on where they were in their development cycles. I would like to find that like a middle ground, like, Tell us what Naughty Dog is doing besides Last of Us Factions. What is Sucker Punch up to? What is... Uh, I mean, Insomniac's on the, the only one that they're really being forthcoming with, but I don't know. I think a lot of things hopefully need to well, change
0: I, from I, a communication standpoint. I disagree on that, honestly. Um, uh. I think if we look at um, Xbox, for example, I'm not trying to, like, ag on the console war here, but... They're taking different paths on promotion of their content. We have mm. known about Sinua's Sacrifice or Sinuous Saga for five years now, and yeah. we've not seen it come to Something pass. Something stinks like with that
2: game. Yeah.
0: It, it's just like I think Sony's holding their cards close to their chest until they're ready, and we can already see by the launch of Spider-Man that it works, you know, their games come out and they're in good condition more often than not. And just because they're holding their cards close to their chest, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's just a mm. choice of marketing.
1: I think in the court of public perception, it's a failure, though. And that's the it gets back to our reactions where you were hotter on that last. Um, what's it called? Showcase than I was but you're also hotter on it than the general populace was. And I think the general consensus was that what the fuck is going on there? What do we have to be excited for in this second half of the PlayStation 5's console? And you can say, well, you know, go on and rattle them off. What do we know for a fact we should be excited for for PlayStation 5? And it's going to be, you're going to say Wolverine, but that's been announced for a while and it's the only one that's really being forthcoming for those big studios. I think that Divers 2 is fucking small potatoes and it's not even triple a and it's not even first party it's a second party double a game i think that you're gonna say what's the new bungee game that's not a marathon mm-hmm. but we know dog should we know nothing about it uh that's what's the game true. they opened with marathon. the fucking heist heist ass live service game that's looked like hyenas
0: like fair games i think
1: fair games like i don't think anyone I, is fucking like i think, like amped but I up think for you're fair games. wrong
0: in i think you're wrong in generalizing saying that the court of public opinion looks down on it uh the court of public opinion in people that are highly educated about video games like we are might look down on it but the general public they see spider-man and they see playstation and they're happy and yeah, but that's they it see they that, don't
1: have they don't have the runway they don't have well, but they're that not of the they're box. not looking for anything yeah, else they, they are. only look oh, for the oh yeah things. for sure no, no tell, take no, it from if me if i, I hoping... go out
0: there and talk to my roommates that play you video games schmo? twice a week and they if buy If you talk things, to the average for... Xbox
1: gamer, I think that they are excited for Fable. They're excited for Elder Scrolls. They're excited for so. about Yeah, I think they are. I, I think, think the average ahead, Xbox
0: man. gamer doesn't even know about half of those games.
1: Mm. The average right. Xbox
0: gamer doesn't know about half of them and they only play COD and Fortnite.
1: Okay, well, that's true. But if we're talking about, you know, exclusive, exclusive things that actually sell consoles, you have your Spider-Man, you have your Wolverine, but I just don't think there's anything else pulling people in right now. It is
0: I don't think there's anything pulling in them into Xbox because the people that want to play Xbox play on PC instead. No. Like the big the big Xbox gamers or the big gamers, I guess, not necessarily Xbox gamers, but the big gamers. Where have you been playing your Game Pass games at for the most part? On PC, right? You a- you yourself have been playing on PC people people are less interested in what xbox has to offer in terms of exclusives because they always come to the pc sure. so i i think i don't know i i think it's just a weird space that all console markets are in right now where it's a transitionary phase into the subscription service and live service mm. crap and i i don't know i don't i think it's hard to make any calls right now just because the future's so unclear on what I, I don't know. Like if we look towards the next console generation, is there going to be a Xbox series X two? I don't know if there is. I, I think it might just yeah. be, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It's an odd sp- space that we're in. And I think PlayStation's fine. And I think the numbers are fine. Um, it's, I think it's they're, they're winning still.
1: They're fucking like, winning.
0: Well, I think they're looking at ahead an actual of where the, PS4 was at this point right
1: yeah I think so I want to say it's the best since the PS2 um, as far as like trajectory goes for their console generation I just have reason to worry I feel like every time we talk about it it seems like Sony is at the beginning stages of like a historic fucking bag fumble and of course there's ebbs and flows to these like quote unquote console wars and stuff like that but in reality the console wars despite being like a memey little fucking nightmare where people are just like insensitive about other gamers opinions on the internet the console wars is real sony and microsoft are the two biggest players in this fucking
0: uh, yeah and i mean it's entire a, it's thing a comp- it's a open market competition of course there's right. some sort of console um, war.
1: yeah and it just i don't know i just something has felt off and i do think that perhaps the jim ryan leaving does Open the door for a little bit of a reassessment of where things were going. And I think if we look at this weird little time of like uh, 2022 and 2023 as a whole, like a two year period or whatever, I think that we'll look back on it and be like, what a weird fucking take during that time to have us kind of hanging in limbo before things started really rolling out. Uh, And hopefully they get it together because I'm a Sony fan. I, I really do think first party Sony has been fucking killing it. It's been like my... Game of the Uh, Year has always hasn't been a Microsoft exclusive in fucking a decade.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I I think they're better off than we assume they are. Uh, I mean, there's things that we just clearly don't know about because we're not behind the scenes. But if only we knew them. Yeah. I mean, I guess. (laughs) I I think. I think. I think they're just damned if they do and damned if they don't. Because if they show it early, like they did Wolverine, we're pissed because they showed it early and it's not ready yet. And then if they show it late, then we're pissed because they didn't show it in the first place. I don't know.
2: I agree.
1: What do you think of these fucking nasty little PlayStation stuff?
0: I'm actually really (laughs) excited for it. Really? Um, Yeah, I'm going to get it. I'm probably going to trade in mine right now because I just have a use case for it. You know, I, I travel a lot. I am always putting my PlayStation in my backpack and it barely fits. And this is just going to make it easier for me to travel and take a plus room at my desk. And yeah, I, I'm, I'm in. Uh, you're
1: in yeah. the minority there, I think, as far as like people that are like, oh, I got to get this new one. I think that if you're getting a new PlayStation, maybe this is the right way to go. But there's a lot of variables. I mean, the brass tacks here is that Sony is putting out brand new SKUs, essentially. They're doing like a soft update to the existing PlayStation 5 SKUs. Yeah, it's technically
0: uh, not a slim right well it is
1: it's very very similar actually to what they did with the playstation 3 the
0: ps4 they did it with the ps4 where they phased out their og model with for the slim and the pro but yeah why well, can't not. i picture
1: what the playstation 4 slim looks like
0: it's got like a, a fatter bottom half and then a slimmer top half and it's curved yeah and it's got edges. curves
1: yeah okay you're right yeah. you're right absolutely um it reminds me more of that ps3 transition too of when they went like really slim that was like a Super more slim? drastic no i was thinking more about the regular one to the slim the right? regular one that thing went from like the fucking plasticky fingerprinted nightmare to like a really sleek looking console um i think that medium well, playstation Two classic
0: do you have the pictures the other pictures that i sent in the no, docket uh, Oh, there, there's podcast, a. Baby. there's like a well, there's like a, a size comparison, and the PS5 Slim's a lot smaller than mm. you think it is until uh, yeah, so you yeah. see it up next to a normal PS5. I think it's because it's really... striking;
1: it looks so strikingly similar because it's yeah, got the it fucking labia still. They're they love the fucking folds of this thing and the curves.
0: It, it, I think the PS5 will be go down as the most recognizable console ever made.
1: I think it's so fucking hideous, man.
0: I love it. I think it's great. Oh, it's so oh. weird
1: it's so janky it's so fucking obtuse it just looks like it shouldn't exist
0: i love it it looks like if great.
1: it had a face that would be screaming
0: kill me it's,
2: it's I worth should noting, not be
0: <laughs> it's worth noting if you uh if you're gonna buy a digital version buy it soon because the digital version is going up 50 bucks Um, But you can also say
1: if you were buying the digital version and you think you'll ever want a disc version in the future, then wait and pay the extra $50 because then you'll have the opportunity to upgrade for an additional $70. It's a conundrum. There's a lot of variability here. I think it's important to do your research if you're in the PS5 market right now.
0: There's also more um, native like onboard storage in these two. There's going to be 125 right. more gigs in these. Um, because so, te-
1: the current ones are not technically terabyte storage. They're like yeah, 825, 825 gigabyte SSDs. It's so weird.
0: Yeah, it was like a custom SSD. Um, and I don't know if these are going to be... They, these still have the uh, ease of upgrade of the current PS5. You can just slot an M2 mm. into it. Um, mm-hmm. and then they also said they're going to release plates for these to make them different colors and stuff yeah. like that.
1: And the finish um, on this is glossy from what I understand as well, as opposed to like a matte finish that we have on the current PS5s, which I couldn't, I think could be really nice because, oh, really? Um, my yeah. complaints with the glossiness of like the old playstations was that they were black. So they showed fingerprints like you wouldn't fucking mm-hmm. believe white glossy, I think will probably be, uh, yeah, easier to maintain yeah yeah from what i understand they're glossy and um it also Mine's, i think that the eyebrow slit kind of looks fresh
0: oh you like the slit
1: i kind of do you know what they always yeah, say I about know. jake he i kind of like slit. the slit too
0: yeah, yeah i yeah, kind of yeah. like it too yeah um <laughs> it's it's pretty nice which the slit kind of allows for um adding in the disk drive or right. taking out the, slit the disk drive
1: allows for um, insertion you can put it out you can put it in yeah in, out in out
0: yeah i'm in i'm gonna get it it
1: feels good man
0: it does (laughs) I, i hate it here oh you think uh there was a there was a leak there was a leak that claimed i think it was like they they claimed the ps portal they claimed the ps5 slim and then they claimed a ps5 pro coming next year and they're two out of three right now so i think there's a ps5 pro coming out next year
1: I would say PS5 Pro is probably the thing. I think Watch you out. asked me if I would upgrade to a PS5 Pro the other day off of stream and off of uh, content. And, oh, um, yeah.
0: My answer would, was yeah. yes,
1: and I think that was an interesting conversation uh, based off of, like, why did I upgrade to the PS4 Pro? And my answer to you was pretty much the same mm. of, like, they did a good job with the ps4 pro i think i was trying to figure out if it was god of war 2018 or if it was spider-man that launched Spider-Man. day and date with the ps4 pro and you were pretty certain that it was spider-man and i think that they do a good job of like hey the console's been out here are the bells and whistles that's coming on the pro and the pro launches the same day as this game you want really bad so if they did like a hey the ps5 pro oh, comes out the dude. same day as fucking wolverine or something like that i'm going to be hard pressed not to just like fork over and go for it
0: i'm in um we're both wrong.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: There wasn't As far as I can tell there was no game that came out day and date with it.
1: It might have been like a soon after type of thing like the it PS4 plays Pro best on PS4 out, Pro.
0: The PS4 Pro came out on November 10th, 2016.
1: No Spider-Man way. Spider-Man came out
0: on 2018.
1: No way the PS4 uh, Pro came out in 2016.
0: That's what it says. 26 November really? 2016.
1: The well, console generation was long as fuck.
0: And IGN, yeah. Um and then yeah, the PlayStation uh, God of War and Spider-Man didn't come out till 2018.
1: Was there maybe a PS4? Maybe I didn't get the PS4 Pro on launch. Maybe I got it in some sort of bundle like I got Spider-Man for there free was a, with it years after you or something the, or? Did
0: you get the Spider-Man PS4 Pro bundle? It was oh, red base, with the white base PS4.
1: Oh, uh, PS4 I never Pro. got the I'm PS4 sure.
0: Pro. I never oh, wow. got it.
1: Yeah. I just ditched mine recently. I used this fuck out of it, but uh, this console generation more than any other, especially from the PS4 to the PS5, lent yeah. itself to just ditching your old fucking console. You don't need this mm-hmm. thing anymore. There's no advantage to having that. Outside yeah. of maybe putting it in another room or something like that. Um, let's take into the stuff that's coming out soon. What do you say?
0: Let's do it, let's do it.
1: Alright. There's uh I don't know. Less than you might expect. Yeah, um, a lot. RoboCop. Oh, and if you're looking for what's coming out for the remainder of October, it's October 19th right now. We are on the eve of, you're probably listening to this tomorrow, PlayStation 5 yeah. release of, uh, of course, Spider-Man, and the Switch release of Mario Wonder. Um, but if you want the rest of our like uh, preview for October, go listen to last month's episode in the September episode. We'll talk to you about the games from October. In the October episode, we're going to talk to you about the games from November. November 2nd, RoboCop Rogue City. This looks cool, man. Yeah, you're going to play it? If they accept yes, my I application am. for sponsorship.
0: Yeah, I'm about, I'm about <laughs> the same way. I don't really know if it's worth my money.
1: I hear you. Where are you at with a uh, Talos principle?
0: I don't like puzzle games. <laughs> so. Did
1: you play the first one?
0: Uh, I watched someone play the first one.
1: Oh, it feels like some fucking Colin bait. It looks like I always look at that game it, and I'm like, it, it looks like uh, what's that fucking game that you love? That's an Elder Scrolls expansion.
0: Oh, uh, the Forgotten City.
1: Hmm. Yeah, it always looks like that to me.
0: Not, okay, not the okay. case, huh? No, not the case.
1: Uh, that's also November 2nd. And then November 2nd, the game that really matters, that I'm actually fucking playing, that I'm red hot on, is Thirsty Suitors. I streamed the demo of this uh, a while back. This is an Annapurna game. It's coming to Game Pass day and date, which is pretty cool. And this is the game that is uh, mostly kind of visual novel mixed with uh, turn based like RPG fighting game hello Richard um, and then it's got like skateboarding sections too but it is a game that is fucking dripping in style what the fuck did you just do
0: I, I accidentally sound? clicked something on discord it, it made a quack sound and it popped it a did. duck up over my face I forgot
1: that the sound that ducks make is quack well well played right. Um, thirsty suitors looks stop it Okay. <laughs> thirsty suitors looks really cool i'm excited to play this game and we'll definitely have some uh, hands-on opinions of it for the november episode I'm playing the fuck out of that yeah what i'll also likely be playing the fuck out of is the very next day november 3rd warioware move it kind of the sequel to warioware smooth moves and a return to form if you will from the previous wario game which kind of turned itself into like a mini game platformer interestingly enough um excited to check out WarioWare the ninth are you where are you at on yakuza not into it into it
0: i've i've never played one and i'm just it's too far along it's too big far. gap I've, for us i tried to get into like a dragon um but i made it like an hour in i'm like i'm just not feeling it
1: you know, know what i'm glad i didn't get into like a dragon and here's why because everyone said this should be your first yakuza game cuz you don't need to know anything about the other ones just go ahead and enjoy this and i'm so fucking glad that i didn't because now since then they've been now like you hey, have by to know the way all of them. You need to know all of it know. because this yeah. is the fucking guiding game that brings it back into the storyline yeah. with the guy from the previous 12 games. And then the next one is half his story and half the new guy's story. And I would have felt so fucking left out and like I was yeah. missing out on not playing way too many games. There is something about that. I wish they would have stuck to the hard reboot. I would have been more interested in checking out Like a Dragon in this time leading up to the release of... Uh, eight, Infinite Wealth, I believe is the subtitle yeah, there, but yeah. um, Like a Dragon, Gaiden, the man who erased his name, one of the worst titles of all time, comes out on November 9th, the very next day I'm, I'm obligating right now, I'm buying Modern Warfare 3
0: Yeah, I'll buy it
1: too And I hope I like it a lot but that's yeah, November 10th too. November 17th, Persona 5 Tactica eh.
0: nah, I'm good Game pass. Oh, nice.
2: Yeah. Yeah, waifus.
0: No, they're chibi waifus, though. I don't like chibi.
2: I'm not a fan of the the chibi art style. Chibi waifus
0: are still waifus. Nah, I just don't like chibi.
1: But they remind you of the non-chibi versions that are waifus. Full waifus.
0: I'm good. I'll pass.
1: Okay. Speaking of chibi versions, what about chibi princess peach? Does that do anything for you?
0: No, no, it doesn't. Well, it
1: does for me. Uh, I'm really excited for Super Mario RPG, and this is a game that I've never finished, actually. It's like a stand of mine as a Final Fantasy boy, as a RPG boy, as a Mario boy, as a Nintendo boy. Uh, this is really, really high up on my radar. I'm super excited. It's November 17th, uh, 11, 17. I can't wait to play this game, and I think it's going to be a really nice, absorbable first-party Mario game in that it's like an eight or nine-hour romp, and you're done I think that's perfect for like an RPG like that I think it will be a fun stream game to do with chat so I will absolutely be playing that and I I honestly feel like we should we're recording this on October 19th we might as well get through the November releases before we record again if not maybe we record really soon and do like a special Mario Wonder Spider-Man episode sometime in like late October or we could
0: do a special Spider-Man episode
2: What about tomorrow? I wonder. Uh,
0: I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm good.
1: All right. Well, what can we what can we do about that? I think uh, nothing. Let's talk about. Uh, I forgot to do our actual game list, which has changed significantly. So let's talk briefly about that. And I can make those on the fly changes that we were talking about. Um. Oh, it's not on here. It's not on here. Fuck off. I didn't make that mistake.
0: Oh, no, yeah. No, that was in your good. Uh, honorable mentions. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You said uh, the
0: crew motorsport.
1: Motor, motor fest. All right. Number one for me. Uh, my Mine has not changed for my top five. I am still Zelda, Chia, Xenoblade. Street Fighter, Hogwarts Legacy, but then it gets a little fucked up. I added Assassin's Creed Mirage in there, followed by Starfield, Final Fantasy 16, Theater Rhythm, Final Bar Line, and F099. I have a feeling you guys are both going to be gone next time. Theater Rhythm and F0 definitely, possibly even Final Fantasy 16, to make room for. I actually beat Sonic Superstars in between yesterday and today, and if I was inserting that right now into a place on my list, be above. Oh shit! It might be above Assassin's Creed. I don't fucking know. I don't know. It's definitely above Starfield and Final Fantasy. What a weird year!
0: What a weird year! Sometimes I wonder what like happens in your head to make these decisions. Very horny. (laughs) Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. (laughs) Sonic man,
1: you know how Sonic be? (laughs) I'm just kidding. Uh, you want me to run through your list? You got it.
0: No, I, I got it. I got it. I got it. We got the number one, Hogwarts Legacy. The magic is real. Also, that's coming out on uh, Switch in. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. November. They put out
1: screenshots. They look fine.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna buy it for Allie. So she doesn't care about graphics, so she's gonna love it. Um. Yeah, there's uh, a lot of people that, that are gonna
1: do that. I think that game's gonna fucking sell. I think that's worth the time that it's, they spent to yeah, put that there. The
0: best selling game so far this year, and it's just gonna get better when it gets on the Switch.
1: Switch is gonna dominate. There's, a, I think, the, I think yeah. the Venn diagram of Switch owners and, and Harry, Harry Potter, Potter fans. fans. Is yes. like a fucking two full circles.
0: Yeah, massive. I agree. Uh, number two is Oxenfree, Lost Signals. Uh, yeah. Number three is Jedi Survivor. All those three are the same as last month. Number four, where things get shaken up a little bit. Jedi Survivor Cyber- fell
1: off my list this year, this week. That's crazy. Month. That's crazy. I know. It's a good year. I love uh, that game.
0: Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, number four is Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Liberty. I spent 77 hours with that game. Hey, I just realized that. I spent seventy-seven hours with that oh. game over the past month, and it was joy. Your step is you need to
1: spend another two thousand hours in it.
0: Um, yeah, that's true. I guess so. Uh, number five is Tears of the Kingdom. Number I want to fucking
1: shame you for that so bad, man. Like I can't imagine playing that game and putting it that low on your list. Like, blah, blah.
0: it was all right. It was it was a good game. Oh, uh, number six is Assassin's Creed Mirage. Number seven. They both have our assassins
1: yeah. at number six. Good good, yeah, good, we do. good taste. Yeah. We agree on everything, um, especially Zelda.
0: Number seven is Dead Island 2. That I don't know how Dead Island's staying as high as it is, but this year my list is really um, how much I think about a game after I finish it, and honestly, if I'm being honest, I probably thought about Tears of the Kingdom less than any of these other games after I've finished it
1: i know that's the problem uh, is that you're not remembering how good it was in the moment number, when the gameplay <laughs> number after... eight no. wait, i evil want to talk to you real 4... quick about oh, okay. first of all okay. it's staggering that dead island 2 is above resident evil 4 remake but isn't there dead island 2 dlc coming
0: there is it's coming next month i i don't know if yeah. i'll play it or not um it's like some cult type stuff um Perfect. yeah I, I don't know if i'll play it but i'll look into it i'll look into it um hmm. Number eight is Resident Evil 4 Remake. Number nine is Dead Space Remake. And number 10 is Dredge, a yeah. uh, little indie.
1: Um, Dead Space is coming to Apex in the next couple yeah. days. days. Uh, yeah. I might check that out for Halloween. I always do like one spooky stream a year, which is never my jam. But last year it was the original Dead Space, if you remember correctly, if you've been listening to games List for a long that. time. And it didn't really hit for me perfectly. But now that I have the first couple hours of Dead Space 1 or the original it would be cool i think to hop into dead space too so i might it
0: it will be like deja vu you will have Mm. no idea but that anything has changed Um, well like
1: i was gonna feel a lot better and look a lot better that's appealing yeah
0: but like even as someone who played the original dead space not long ago Mm. um it held up really well and like with that kind of separation i don't know if you'll notice any difference it'll look great but that's fair um it'll be negligible
1: that is fair very nice yeah. hey man that's gameless baby
0: the year's Probably almost where they can find you, i know um you can find me at colleen underscore pretty much anywhere i i've been streaming a lot on youtube recently um yeah. been doing a lot of chill late night streams if i'm sitting here just gaming like i do um i'll just uh turn off my camera kick back and have just a full game while we chill Um, I did all of Assassin's Creed Mirage recently, a bunch of cyberpunk, and now I'm playing some Crew Motorfest and getting all sorts of copyright strikes, but we're having a good time.
1: Hell yeah. I'm Jake Twitching on all platforms. If that's too hard for you to find, just go to AmazingStreamer.com. It'll get you where you need to go. You fucking cocksucker. (laughs) 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 And, uh... Well, the game list is kind of still crushing along. If you got a chance, go ahead and like and subscribe and find us on another platform and leave a review and find yeah. us find us somewhere else. Say what up! Uh, oh,
0: speaking of which, we've actually gotten uh, a couple reviews on uh, Spotify recently. Hey, um, yeah. So thank you guys for leaving reviews. And if you're listening to this, leave a five star review. We appreciate it.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Without a doubt.
1: Um trying to think are there any other housekeeping stuff like I said maybe maybe a little special bonus episode but no no promises there yeah things will get things will get a little lighter from here there's still some highlights in November there's still some highlights in December Avatar and whatnot but uh Soon it'll be time for our fun little episode Where instead of arguing about our game of the year Which we do still a little bit On just attacking each other's lists, But we're not trying to decide on game lists Game of the year or anything uh, yeah. We will do the fun thing Where we start to give out accolades Best boss fight Game you want an excuse to talk about Best game you played this year That didn't come out this year Cyberpunk It'll uh, really, be really fun Yeah Surely, yeah For sure Alright man Say something sweet And I'll end this recording
0: Um I don't know. I, something sweet. Something. So bad. Uh, a lollipop. Thanks for listening. <laughs> I hate it's it. It's been either. too long.
1: It's been too long since thanks for listening. We almost we almost dropped it, but it's back, baby.